This week on Out Now with Aaron Abe, we are talking Beast featuring lions. So be prepared. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies and more weekly. We dig into movies via mostly spoiler free review, the occasional commentary track, or some other movie topic. This is episode 504, 504. 504? I mean, that's a lot of episodes. I, I have nothing clever to say. I'm just, you know, 504 is a lot, man. <laughs> yes, it is. I know that yeah. we crossed 500, but I, yeah. I, kudos? I like that you have like this new car smell lingering around since 500. You're like, mm-hmm. that's just a lot. Yeah. Black ice. <laughs> Well, this week we're talking Beast, the new uh, Idris Elba vs. Lion film, as opposed to the previous <laughs> Idris Elba vs. Lion film, uh, but the new one <laughs> with mm-hmm. Idris Elba uh, and his family vs. Lions. Uh, that's what we're talking, Beast. That's the movie of the week. And joining us to discuss Beast, we have writer for League of Entertainment and Wise of Blue. He's never punched a lion, but he has slapped an aardvark. It's Peter Paris. Hey, everybody. Hi, Peter. Peter, how are you doing? I am good. I, uh... I got some quick BK for the night because I knew we were doing this. I had to get some quick food. Uh-huh. Haven't had haven't had Burger King in ages, and it's uh, still tastes like Burger King. Would well, you I mean, we should we should just call you Tony Stark. Wait, does he? Oh, yeah, right, he does. That's, no, yeah. I got um my my BK go to is their original chicken sandwich. It's that kind of like the rectangle looking one. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And then the fries and a cheeseburger. Although I gotta say, BK their fries are still the worst. Hmm. That's, That's why. number one. It's probably McDonald's. I mean, okay. I mean, yes, yeah. it is, but it's, it's probably just McDonald's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fries. Um, but uh, yes, that's my non-movie uh, information. Is, isn't it uh, one? Isn't it weird that only one fast food place could have like definitively like the, the best, best fries? fries? Like, it, wouldn't it be mm-hmm. easy to be like, we could do this too? Like, there's no real secret there. Like, I mean, there's other places that have solid fries. Of course, I, there's. Like, a, but yeah. what, what do you think that there'd be? They'd be like. You could replicate this. Like it doesn't seem like that's a hard thing to be like. We could also do fries exactly this way. Well, no, no, no. But that's science is a mystery, man. They can't, but they can't do it exactly. Is it a copyrighted recipe? No, I don't. No, 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 no. I think they consciously don't want to. I think back in the day, Burger King and McDonald's used to have pretty similar fries, and then Mm -hmm. Burger King sort of changed it up, and I don't like it. But then when you have other places like Del Taco, In and Out, they consciously are not. They're doing their own thing, like. Del Taco, it's like a they do, they do crinkle cut fries. Yeah, yeah. So it's a different. So they're not even trying to. It's a different thing. Like, which I'm is- glad that I'm glad that we have a food corner. Well, this uh, is this this a actually okay. Aaron has been to this place that supposedly I I'm oh. I'm not cool enough to get into. Well, that sounds accurate already. But go on. <laughs> is it raising canes or whatever? I oh, still, raising canes. Yeah. The line is still like, the line still insane. They in do just they chicken do tenders, cut. aren't they? They, they, they? They're just ticket chicken. That's why they have lines because it, it's just one thing. So this but you said, over wait, again. you can't even get they they don't have fries. It's just one thing. No, I'm not being that literal. No, they have <laughs> fries. I mean, it's only like there's no burger. There's no there's nothing else except right. chicken fingers. Fingers. And Got then it. yes, they have fries and Texas toast and coleslaw. Texas are toast. Fingers, wow. Are the chicken fingers really good? I like them. They tend I've to never be. Had they tend to be good, like when they first open, because they're trying to you know do their A plus game as far as cooking the chicken tenders go. Oh, you mean at like eleven a.m.? I will say this: 
at their best, they are very good chicken tenders, and I understand why it's popular. Wow. But, you know, okay. like like any fast food place, it's not always going to be their best, right? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why famously, I don't know if you know this, the, the urban legend is that, like, if you're on your way to Vegas from L.A., there's, like, a Del Taco when you're maybe an hour outside, I think, of Vegas. Go on. And it's, huh? and it's supposed to be the best Del Taco, and I've actually gone there. It's pretty good. Uh, the reason <laughs> the best Del Taco. Right. The reason is, is that I think it's that Del Taco, the owner split from Taco Bell. Mr. And Del. They made Del Taco. And I think <laughs> the Vegas one, the one outside of Vegas is one of the first places. Like hmm. that's one of the first like actual franchise ones. And it's pretty good. Like, like wow. I was like, this is a pretty good Del Taco. Like, so I mean, they yeah, must be getting uh, their meat from like all the the mob dead guys that the mob guys killed. Exactly, that's how it works. All yeah, the mob so. dead guys that they killed. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, this is like uh, I'll save my question for later for another episode. But this uh, has been a really good. Has been a out good out there in Abe's uh, out now food corner. Out now foodie episode one. Say hi to Fry Guy. Um, all right, so let's, uh, let's move on from nothing hi, Peter. related to the, that's not even show notes. No, <laughs> I was just saying hi to Peter. <laughs> let's get to these. We have so much to do. Let's get to these show notes. <laughs> First up, new commentary track. We talked about Kiss Me Deadly this month, the classic film noir uh, starring Ralph Meeker. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of information in that one. It's on iTunes now, uh, where you can, of course, find all the other episodes of our show. Uh, you can look at that and be like, oh yeah, there is a lot of episodes. And you can also click the old reviews and ratings tab and be like, I should do one of those things or both of those things. And you can give some stars and maybe even a little sentence for review. Yeah, thank you so much in advance. Pop us up in the old iTunes charts. All right, Summer Gamble. Okay. Summer Gamble update. Abe and I, along with Peter and many other frequent guests of the show, are locked into a battle mm-hmm. uh, where we try to predict the highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office. And we yes. have uh, some entries. Uh, Lay it on release me. An update. First up, I mean, it's not going to make enough money to qualify, but Dragon Ball Super colon Superhero opened mm-hmm. $20 million this week. Whoa! That's way more than I was anticipating. That is the highest, a, <laughs> and it, it's, I believe, the first time an anime film took the weekend number one since Pokemon, wow. whatever whatever Pokemon was the last one to do that. Yeah, in um, 19, 1999. Yeah. Like oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I, which yeah. I believe is just the first movie or the the second one, whatever whichever one that was. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Dragon Ball Super, due to a, you know a dearth of not things not being released, let alone the you know the Dragon Ball fans out there. More yeah, to say on that in a ton bit. Of them. Um, but um, yeah, twenty million this weekend. Um, congratulations, fans of Dragon Ball and Dragon it Ball is, Z. It is very good, and I assume yeah. I assume overseas numbers are probably like pretty. It's, yeah, it's thirty two so far, but I don't know how far it's released or whatnot. Okay. But regardless good there with a little perspective it had a huge friday and then just kind of like dropped after that so it's mm. it's kind of it's certainly like a front-loaded release it's not like this is going to make another 20 million next weekend although it could be number one again next weekend just by nature of a lack of things coming out right uh, but we'll see what happens regardless good for them <laughs> yeah definitely Wait, i was thinking it, like it, it was gonna be a ballpark of like seven million but, but 20 incredible it made 11 what? on friday <laughs> see it, um what did demon slayer make a couple years ago it was still a lot right? it was la- it was it was a lot it wasn't enough to claim like a weekend because it came out this what's the movie that came out with it um there's, some, uh... there's something else that came out with oh, i had it earlier and i lost it but yes mm-hmm. that, that was make that was making some significant bucks during the pandemic period just because of again a lack of things happening right um so 
Have yeah. you guys ever? I've never seen uh, the Dragon Ball Z show. We'll get we'll get back to this in please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next up, Beast came in number two this week, eleven million mm-hmm. uh, for a start. Uh, we'll see what the legs are like on that, but for a movie okay. of its budget, it's fine. It's what like, was its budget? It's like twenty ish. Okay, so like twenty thirty something. Like yeah. That. Uh, Bullet Trains at number three, still making money, eight million. It's at sixty eight total uh, right okay. now. Uh, Top Gun Maverick made another five million. So that's six hundred and eighty-three million. It just surpassed uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Take uh, that! As far as highest-grossing domestic films of all time, yeah. um, Super Pets number five, five million for sixty-seven million. Uh, as far as our gambles concerned, it's it's got a nothing has right really outside. changed. Then yeah. nothing's really changed. It, the the only thing right now, as far as the gamble goes, is whether Bullet Train will make enough money to surpass Black Phone in time for the end of our gamble. For uh, Dark Horse, for a dark, uh, for, for being in, no, just as far as which one's going to be number eight, nine, and which oh, one's going to be number ten. Wow, they're both, okay. They're both, they're both going to be in, unless I yeah. miss something, which I don't think I'd have. Um, so we're, it's just a matter of which one's going to be higher. Same goes Got for it. Nope. Uh, nope is at one thirteen total. Mm-hmm. It could probably make more than Lightyear, which is at like one eighteen and not making money at this point. So yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. going to get over that one. So yeah, we'll we'll see where things go. We've got two weeks. We got yeah, we got two weeks. I'm very curious how much money can be made in that amount of time by certain yeah. movies, and we'll and we'll go from there with the results, uh, but, and see who see who won, see if Marcus pulled it off with his light year as a number one choice. <laughs> so our thing is, it's Labor Day, right? Labor Day weekend. That is yeah. the, that that Sunday though. That's when we end this thing. Even though, so even though Maverick is going to be on VOD this week. It's. I think it's still going to play in theater, so it might still make a chunk of change. Maybe it's already. Can, it's already number Maverick one. Is, Maverick has six hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. Nothing. Oh no 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 no! I know. <laughs> but I mean, I heard the next thing is they're like, could it actually? Could it actually go more than a uh, Black Panther? And that's like fifteen million away. And I'm like, could it? It's possible. Me? I mean, it, what did it make? Five million. It's five million this weekend. Yeah, it's down. Yeah, like, I mean, down seventeen percent from last weekend. That's not wow. much. Like yeah, it's at, crazy at that like, rate of decline, a, and it's not box like, office numbers, and it's not like not, it's not like anything's really opening for the next couple of weeks. That's like a you know, but it's on know. right, but it's on VOD, so that's the question. Is like, will that affect it? I don't we'll know. We'll see. But as a friend of the show, Scott Mendelson's pointed out, it really doesn't hurt. He doesn't think it does. He, he yeah, it, it, he, well, based off of I mean, you know, what does thing, Scott but... know? What I mean, he, what has he done? He's been box office for like <laughs> well, a week. Well, I mean, he, he hasn't won the summer movie gamble, so I don't really know what he does exactly. Kidding, and I kidding. hope he's listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Take that, Mendelssohn's memos. All right. So that's a, that's the summer gamble update. That's the show. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's get to some out now cookies. Trademark. That was good. All right. Abe, lay it on me. What have you seen recently? I was watching, because we were talking about Aubrey Plaza's movie last week, I was listening to some podcasts because she was on Conan's podcast. And she was doing some interviews, you know, the the media circuit. And uh, she was discussing her old basketball team, the Pistol Shrimps. And here I was thinking like, oh, it's cool. I didn't know that she was into basketball. I didn't know that she was into sports. So I Google the the Pistol Shrimps documentary. And the whole entire thing was on YouTube. I mean, this is a documentary that came out like 2016. And it documents her and a number of other Hollywood Actors, actresses, models, what have you, uh, musicians, as they do a community basketball league and try and get first place to win a trophy. There's a lot of names that you'd recognize, a lot of comedians, uh, as well as um, 
uh, Matt Gorley, if you know Matt Gorley, he's a podcast guy. Podcaster, yeah. Yeah, and it was a really, really good documentary. I found myself really engrossed by, I guess, the fact that everybody loved basketball so much, but just really how it evolves from, I guess, like what I thought would be a comedic take on how uh, they kind of just semi-play basketball every now and again into a fairly serious documentary about how just Hollywood can kind of eat you at times, and here's a way for people to get distracted focus on things that better themselves, make them feel better about being on a team and really like have a, a pretty solid uh, ending by the time that I was done with it. So it's like an hour and some odd minutes, What's probably it like called? an hour and 15 minutes. The Pistol Shrimps. It's just called Pistol Shrimps. Okay. Yeah, Pistol Shrimps. Yeah. And it's just a documentary. You can check it out. It's all on It's all on, uh, on YouTube. And uh, I found it really engrossing. And I would definitely recommend it for anybody that's just interested in A, you know, if you're curious about how to make uh, documentary features you know this doesn't seem like it's it, it is a complicated process but you know uh, the way that they don't have like you know the most superior lighting they don't have like an incredible budget but also just if you're also interested in in uh, some of these actors actresses musicians and comedians um, and then also just if you love basketball and I, I really dug that this was a basketball focused documentary like it really didn't go off the rails in terms of just um, having jokes here and there it actually got fairly serious about uh, the sport at times so really, really cool find. It's on Pistol Peacocks. Shows. All right. Yeah. Peacock making things happen for me. <laughs> Here you go. Anything else? Not for now. Okay. Peter, what have you seen recently? When we do this, is it only supposed to be things that we're watching at home? Or like you said, pot, or is it can be something in the theater? Or Anything you've seen. The Anything yeah. you've seen. Well, okay. Then the, Actually, I've seen, I don't think I'd ever be able to top the amount of movies that Aaron sees in a week. So I've not seen, but for myself, yeah. I've actually seen quite a, quite a few. <laughs> like oh, I see you right. on me. I brushing finally, off your knuckles I, on your shoulder there. I, I finally see. watched, <laughs> I finally watched Changeling. The, uh, is that, is that, um, the Changeling? No, Angel, the, Angelina Jolie? Or? Not the Angelina Jolie. No, ah, that's okay. just Changeling. Changeling. Yeah, the got Changeling. it. I got it. Wait, wait, wait. Which is it? Is it no, sorry. No, Jolie's change. the changeling. Changeling yeah, yeah, is the only. This is if, changeling. If George yeah. C. Scott got it. No, no. Yeah, no. Uh, article no. for Jolie. No exactly. article for Scott. Yes. Yeah. No article in the beginning. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I had never seen it before, and I always heard it was really scary and everything. And yeah, I gotta say, I thought it was, I thought it was genuinely creepy. Like I thought the, the central mystery was was pretty captivating. Like, have you guys both seen it? Like. I haven't seen Changeling in a not, while. Not, now, yeah, like not now, in a really long time. And now that they've got that 4K announcement, I'm like, I guess I'm just going to wait till that 4K comes out. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, I saw it on streaming and it was like, quality was fine. But like, uh, but I watched that. I liked it. I watched Relic because you told me to finish it because in the beginning I was like, this is okay. And you're like, no, keep going. And it's a slow burn, but it has a very visual ending. So it's like, well, yeah, you want to get to the end of this. You want to see what it's all for. <laughs> yeah yeah and i thought i thought for i feel like we've we've seen this a lot in horror or stuff this notion of like dealing with um oh sorry that's my cat the cat the cat has thoughts on changeling as well why won't you feed me anymore <laughs> sorry about that how um, dare you talk about angelina jolie without inviting me <laughs> um so uh, wait, what was I talking about? Not Changeling. Relic. About, uh, Relic. Relic. Yeah, I know you're it, right. It, I feel it like it feels like a movie you kind of like. I feel like we've, I can't think of an example, but I feel like the notion of 
dementia and how it affects a family member, you know, usually an older family member has been sort of dealt with. I mean, there's that documentary that was that was really good a couple of years back, but I feel like it kind of works for horror too. And so, yeah, yeah, it, it's, I thought it was really effective and I thought the use of the um, the house was really creepy. Like, yeah, yeah that was really yeah. good. Um, what else? I feel like I've seen a bunch. Uh, I gotta say, I I hate when people tell me about not finishing something. Um, but I gotta say, um, and you know, once again, Aaron being right, it's very excited <laughs> about. I was very excited about. Is it called Spin Me Round? Is yeah. that Allison? And that, that's, the other, it. that's the other. That's the other. Oh, because Aubrey Plaza is in that too. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. it. Right. Okay. But Abe, yeah. Abe chose know, to man. watch some older thing with Plaza. I watched yeah. about <laughs> 40 minutes of it, and it's kind of like, you know what it is? Is I don't really get what it's going for. I'm like, it feels like it's a workplace comedy. So I'm like, okay, workplace comedy. She wins this trip to go to Italy to learn about this restaurant. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And you've got Molly Shannon, and you're right, Aubrey Plaza. It's like a pretty good like Tim Heidecker. Everything he yeah, says it's a is good funny cast. in it. Like, huh. But then it's like it turns into. That I'm like, wait, is she gonna have a romance with the owner? I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, are we really doing that? Is that the movie? Like, to be fair, Peter. I mean, if you saw the poster for the movie, that's not a surprise. Oh, I didn't see. I haven't seen the poster. For the movie. Poster's pretty clever. The movie's not good, but it's a clever poster because it oh. looks like a, it looks like a air airport romance oh, paperback. Is it novel. like the Lost City, like a romance novel or whatever? It's like that. It's that's the kind of style it's going for. Except the breeze giving like a side eye to the camera. Like it, it's it's a clever poster. I wish the movie was as good. But as you that did poster. not like the movie. No, I, 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 that's why you're telling me that I'm right because you didn't finish it. Because you didn't yeah, because like I didn't finish. It. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then the, it all then makes just, sense now. And then just to top it off, my quick thing at the end, which is going against it. Well, I mean, sort of against Aaron. Really, we're only one point. Um, <laughs> I, I had seen fall, uh, at an AMC. I didn't go to a screening. So I saw fall at an AMC and I really enjoyed it. Like I understood the problems with it, but I was like, well, I really like this movie. Remember I do and like I, fall. I don't, I'm not a, no, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> but I, um, I know, you know, it, it hasn't done well at the box office. And so this weekend I live in a one bedroom apartment. I have no, I barely have, I have like a portable AC. It's not great. Cat takes the bed. <laughs> so right, cats, cats take the bet. And actually, although it was kind of cool this weekend, but so I decided I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see fall again, but I'm going to go to an Alamo because the whole, even though you have to do an Alamo. <laughs> well, because like if I go to the AMC, I have a monthly AMC thing, but a movie like fall isn't going to get the Dolby vision. You know, it doesn't get the premiere you know, and, the, and yeah. you, know, it, you don't need to justify this. I'm just amused that you but it doesn't. It looked when I saw it the first time, I liked the movie, but it looked okay. I was like, ah, this looks kind of washed out. You went so to the, L like, the LA Alamo, that's where you went, right? So I went to the downtown. I'm, I'm gonna look up and see what else is playing at the Alamo while you talk about falls. So <laughs> I went to the downtown Alamo, paid my 18 bucks. Actually, I paid 18. more than actually, I paid more than 18 bucks because uh -huh. I brought a friend with me. Uh, and I was like, you know what, I'll treat, I want you to see this movie. Like, so technically, I bought two tickets. Um, and it looked great, like at the Alamo, like the pig. I mean, I'm not saying it looks like a, I mean, it's a mid-budget movie, but it it looked as, it made me think when I was watching this movie for all its flaws and for also the things that I like about it, I realized, I was like, this is probably the only time I'm going to be able to enjoy this movie probably in the best way possible. Because later I'll just have it on Blu-ray or whatever and it'll, it'll look great, but it's not a big screen. And this isn't the kind of movie that's going to, 
I don't think unless this somehow becomes a cult movie, I don't think it's ever, it's ever going to go anywhere. Hmm. So I was like, wow, this is my only time. I'm really going to be able to take this movie in. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I, 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 I moved up my grade. Like, so did I, yeah, see, I like it a lot, even though I agree see, about the problems. Okay. Did you see Marcel the show she was on? No, I heard it was good, but I never saw it. Yeah, you could you could have went and saw that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> yeah, you, you could have saw the the forest, the Indian Forest Gump remake at the Alamo. The, the, oh uh, wait, I heard that is good. I didn't I know heard that, that it's pretty good. Oh, there's, oh, there's two movies that you've heard of good that you could have saw at the Alamo yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I will say, Peter, did you order something to eat you, while while there? I did. Yeah, I had like okay. a burger. There wait, you go. Why is that? Is that bad? No, just because uh, you know the Alamo Draft House uh, is known for for food and beverage. I guess food is a heavy part of this episode so far. It's true. Although I will say <laughs> yes. the fries, I will say that although the burger was good, the fries were not as good as McDonald's. Fries aren't great at the Alamo, as as we previously okay. uh, established. Yeah. Uh, actually, I it's funny you mentioned what's at, at the Alamo. I was considering seeing Maverick. Cause I was like, you know what? Oh, it's still playing there. It's not. It wasn't oh, there. Okay. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so, uh, there's just two. Like, mo- you know there's what? just two movies he hasn't seen that he heard is good, as well as Bodies, 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 which he likes more than Fall. <laughs> I love Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, but so I already saw those it. are three. <laughs> you already saw Fall. <laughs> I know, but I, but I, as I said, I feel like certain movies, seeing Bodies, Bodies, Bodies when it comes home. It's going to be the same. I the agree with you. And I support, is, is I support that, your decision to see a movie yes. like that in the theater because it makes sense for the format. I understand. Right. That's all I'm saying. So anyways. So, yeah, I feel like I've, I've seen a lot of uh, movies this week for me. I so. just you're, you're, for me, you're just letting Abe down because he needs Marcel to shell to make money. Well, yeah, act- it would have been nice for Peter to give me $15. <laughs> and, and you're actively but... making it hard for him to win the Here's... box office game. <laughs> I will say I did not realize it was Jenny Slate. That's the voice I heard. Oh, yes. Huh, yeah. I do like Jenny Slate. Flash co-writer, co-creator. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll I'll say this and I, I you know I don't want your listeners to turn against me, but I will say my issue with Marcel the Shell with Shoes on was that the vibe I was getting from the trailer was it's an A24 version of Paddington. And I do not love Paddington as much as everybody. I obviously think it's a good movie. I do not think it's bad, but I don't love it. Like it seems like the rest of the planet does. And when Marcel, the trailer, I was like, oh, this is their version of Paddington. So that's why hmm. it didn't draw me in. Okay, but so I we've established like two things. We established that you like McDonald's French fries and you have no heart. Yes. <laughs> like it. It, This would have been easier if you just didn't say that and then no, <laughs> no ill will would be wished towards you at all. <laughs> <laughs> not by us, not by the listeners, not by listeners not by, are going to give so much feedback. <laughs> not, not by not I'm, by by uh, Q. I mean, everybody's happy. Q. It's time for Peter to get docked. Yeah, Q. Yeah, you know, the, the voice of Paddington. Uh, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate. And Desmond will from Beyond the Grave. Both of them. Both I just Qs. don't get the love for. That's all. I think it's good. I mean, I just, one, one day, you keep one saying day we'll, you, you we'll keep saying together. you keep saying just Paddington. You're not saying Paddington too. So I don't really understand what you're saying anyway. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. I think Paddington 2 is better than Paddington 1. Why are you talking about Paddington 1? Paddington 2 is where it's at. It's that is. Oh, I said, wait. I said, I think, wait, wait, wait. You didn't say 2 at all. You said only Paddington. Yes. No, okay. Wait, wait. Paddington single. I think Paddington. We've already had the debate about the Changeling and Changeling. You got to keep these things in mind, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) I think Paddington, no, I think Paddington 2 is the superior Paddington movie. Mm -hmm. Even Paddington 2, I don't. I, it's still just like a B plus or something. I wow, just, blasphemous. I know, I just don't. It's, That's okay. It's definitely good. Oh, wait, just realized, is that the same woman from Relic? Is that the mom? It is, right? In Paddington? I don't know. <laughs> um, Could be. 
<laughs> it's Emily Mortimer, right? Isn't she in it? She she's not, is she's not in Paddington. Because that, that's um, Sally Hawkins in Paddington. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Wrong. Don't question. worry. One day, I apologize. Maybe apologize. it'll just grow on you. Yeah, that Peter, was. I don't know how when... many strikes that was, but boy, you better watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> better watch out because your I pitch already... count is quite high right now. <laughs> it, was, it, was, like, it, was, it was probably a bad idea. Three for balls, to... two strikes. It, it was probably a bad idea before this podcast would be to say, "Hey, guess what? Peter Paris is going to be on the show. His address is blank, 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 blank." blank. So <laughs> <all those> things... <laughs> no, already. <laughs> I've seen some things this week. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to this one thing first. Uh, dra- so this Dragon Ball movie. Yes. Dragon Ball Super called Superhero. Um, I have no experience with Dragon Ball whatsoever. Really? None beyond mm. like, you know, beyond cultural osmosis as far as I know what Goku is, like that kind of thing. Okay. I, the, the, you know, the amount of Dragon Ball I've watched is next to zero. So when I randomly got a screener from Sony, a screener link from Sony to watch Dragon Ball Super called Superhero, mm-hmm. and at the very same time, there were headlines being up being like, Dragon Ball... <laughs> Dragon Ball Super could make up to twenty million dollars this weekend. I'm thinking, well, I have the script. Maybe I should check this out just to see, just to see if I could jump into the pool that is Dragon Ball and see if I can get mm-hmm. out of this. Um, I can't say I understood much of what was going on, um, as far as the history of these characters or what have you. But I mean, the the animation looks nice. Like I've you know I've seen bits and pieces of old Dragon Ball to know like clearly there's been an upgrade in the you know decades since this thing has started. Yeah, it, it's fun to, and I I had just rewatched Turning Red recently as well, so it's okay. fun to like see like you know these air battles in anime and like, watching Turning Red and being like, oh, there's like really direct Dragon Ball references and how these people are fighting. I mean, it, anime in general. Yeah. Anime, yeah, I know, but yeah. like when you stereotypically describe like anime <laughs> fights, like Dragon Ball comes up pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, you know this reminds me of this is like uh, in the Road Tenenbaums when um you know Chad young Chaz is like, Dad, did you think the characters were believable? And well, he's like, it's a bunch like, of animals. I don't know. Yeah, just a bunch of kids in animal costumes. What what is it like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I know it, there's nothing there's nothing with this is mocking. It's just like, of hey, course not. Because no. I don't even know how to assign a grade to it. I'm just like, well, I watched it, and there's things that are <laughs> enjoyable. Like that the action that happens is fun to see. Yeah. And I like that Piccolo. He's fun. He's a cool guy. Um it seems like it's assembling various characters that are probably scattered throughout the history of this series, because there's a lot of like we should combine forces and do this kind of thing. And I'm like, well, this uh-huh. seems like it'd be amusing. Uh, and the email specifically said not to spoil certain things. I'm like, I guess this is supposed to be a surprise in some way for some of these things. So it's like, okay, so more power to power Dragon Ball, I guess. <laughs> okay, like... Dragon Ball, like as a person who really hasn't seen a lot of anime, uh-huh. I mean, is it like a full metal, full metal alchemist or, or an air bent? Is it like a, is it a big world building type of show? Is it like that? Like it, it definitely involves its own world universes. Uh, that's been going so... on for decades. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. And you know, multiple sagas like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball like DBX or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the Dragon, like uh the Legend of the Dragon Ball, where like they're all kids. The Dragon um, Ball movie with Justin Chatwin as Dragon Ball yeah, as Goku. Exactly, yeah. All these like you know whitewashed uh, movies. Yeah, but uh, it it certainly has a lot going on it in terms of the history because of everything that happens to Goku, what like how he dies, how he comes back, uh, all this jazz. His son taking over Piccolo, Krillin, uh, all these all these uh, bad guys, uh, Vegeta. So yes, to answer your question, it's quite an extended universe. But the good news is that people have been doing tremendous uh like 20 minute catch up videos on the entire series if you check it out on youtube so wait so 
just okay then i i could check that out um but <laughs> but i'll just ask you is it is 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 dragon ball z the name sort of as kind of nonsensical in the sense that it i'm assuming it actually is japanese right uh that that i i don't know it's a good question well because like airbender is actually a nickelodeon show in it but mm -hmm. it's but like full metal what are you, what are you asking like, that actually is from japan but the name, like Full the Metal direct Alchemist, translation, like what does that mean? What is that weird title? So mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, what does that mean? And I was well, like, there, maybe... there are actually Dragon Balls in right. the show yeah. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, oh wait, yes. so yeah. you mean wait, you mean so like Pokemon? It has little monsters and everything, dragons in them. Yeah, I mean the the dragon. In a nutshell, the dragon. If you collect seven Dragon Balls, you can make like one wish. Um, and so you have to. They're scattered across like the the world. You have to go and do challenges to go get them. Um, but you know there are like orange balls that you've seen in, in the uh, posters. Uh, I'm sure that you've seen like stars within orange balls. Um, and those are the dragon balls that you have to go collect. But it's yes, like, there there are actual dragon balls. The Z part, I don't know what that actually specifically stands for. It's it's ironic that we're talking about a monster movie this week because this is not a monster of the week episode of Out Now There and Name. This is a lot of backstory and mythology going on. <laughs> in we any got, case, yeah, I, food, I invite you to go check ball. out <laughs> yeah, definitely check out the the links. Uh, I'll send you some after the show, and you can check it out, and it'll be fully explained about everybody's backstory and their characters. Yes, Peter. So then, when you go to those Dragon Ball parties, you'll know what to talk about. <laughs> to be fair, I actually because um I actually sort of get confused between Dragon Ball and is is it uh is it Naruto? Not right, Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Yeah, they're both yeah, kind of like an they're both this guy in an orange jumper. That's what it kind of looks like. Kind of, yeah. 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 Fairly somewhat similar storyline or plot points, but different, different altogether. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like Gamera and um, Godzilla. You know, they, they, they exist. They have no connection to each other, but the giant monsters that do things. It's so funny <laughs> to me how, like, the first anime show I ever watched, which I think is amazing, and I think Aaron agrees, uh, was Cowboy Bebop. Oh, but it's it weird because <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is actually, because it's so limited. Because there's, what is it, 19 episodes? 26. Episode. Yeah, it's, it's very limited. Yeah, 26. But supposedly, like, One Piece is, like, a thousand episodes. Like, That's been going not, on. Yeah. yeah you like, can so never really shows, catch up if you started now. Right. So you saying Dragon Ball Z, you're like, oh, it's been on for decades. I'm like, well, yeah. Because yes. it's weird. Because I think of Cowboy Bebop as, like, a thing. It's like, so it's a those, thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that we've also, uh, we also have Anime Corner for Out Now with Her Name. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a quick in a quick summation like those are very special in that they are limited series like Shin, uh, Shinjiro Watanabe he has only done 26 of those of Samurai Champloo Kids on the Slope only has like 12 episodes oh is it Death, Death Note is only two seasons right it's another one it's that's yeah, a, so yeah, it's like, another thing it like, depends on like how like Space Dandy is the rare one that goes longer like, that's, that's his lot his most recent one his right? most recent one and that's yeah. like I think that's like it's it's more than twenty six. It's not a lot more, but it's yeah. like it's lengthier than normal. But what's yeah, what's unique about those is that they are limited in their run. Some of these that are based off of like the mangas, like the Naruto's of the world, the Dragon Ball Z's, Full Metal Alchemist, all that stuff. That's because the mangas are still being printed. Like new stories, are being, it's almost like comics. Yeah, you know, like the comics are still being printed, and new like the way that they're going about it is still going. So you still have this animation of it. I mean, that's kind of how. Um, 
what's that HBO series with dragons and stuff? Look, Game of Thrones. <laughs> what's that yeah. HBO series with dragons right. <laughs> and stuff? But it's sort of Arliss. like that where where they were. <laughs> yeah, Arliss. You know, he's writing sports <laughs> articles. But in any case, yeah, there, there's. Um, I'm glad that you were introduced to Cowboy Bebop as your first one. Um, that's a great series to get into. It's a into. good gateway for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, if you're really into that stuff, you should check out the rest of that director's stuff. Um, but then there's also like really good ones that you can get into that are much more kid friendly as well, including things like um, Naruto. But it gets kind of dark at times. Oh, I but... mean, as a kid, I I've seen a I've seen a bunch of a speed yeah. racer. I mean, sure, yeah, like, of course, those, yeah, those, speed those are those are great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I, I I'm always curious. Any anytime something like this happens where it's like this this thing made 20 million or whatever i'm like well now i'm kind of curious about this thing so so that's cool aaron that yeah. even though you don't really know it you still watched it so yeah you know basic curiosity and you know a bit of free time or yeah a thing that just randomly popped in my inbox sure you know give it the free <laughs> uh i saw a couple other things i'll mention yes. real quick um let's see so speaking of animation i saw luck the apple oh. animated feature um produced by skydance their first animated feature but isn't it is it John Lasseter? It notably yeah. has John Lasseter involved. He's like he's involved. He's working for Skydance. It's not directed or written by him, but he's certainly you know a a producer. I it's I don't want to say hands on producer because that's bad. Um, when sure. it comes to him these days, uh, regardless, this movie's is bad. It's a bad movie. Huh. Um, it's, it's it's about this uh, this young adult woman who has incredibly bad luck. Like everything she does <laughs> goes wrong. Um, and so she's and she's eventually whisked away to the land of luck. Um, and I, I was already suspicious of this premise where it's like this exists. There's a world of luck and bad luck. Um, and she goes on a magical adventure. There's all these fairy tale creatures and things that cause luck, things like black cats and leprechauns and dragons and whatnot. <laughs> um, it's it's just not no, no magic marshmallows, no magic marshmallows. It's mm. not very good. I The okay. story just never won me over. It 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 has character like the the voice acting's fine the animations whatever like I don't want to like write off CG animation just because like yeah I know it takes work but it's like I just mentioned I watched Turning Red again and it's like there's so much life and character and the stuff that doesn't even involve the panda or that mm -hmm. I can appreciate where it's like and it's not like this movie was cheap so I don't feel bad thinking like it's a budget thing or something it's like no it's just not a very good movie um, got it. So, yeah. Apple TV Plus with a miss. Not not, imp luck, not impressed with luck. Is it mm. is it because I saw the posters green? Do are they playing up this kind of luck of the Irish four leaf clover thing? No, it's a no. It's it's every kind of luck character you can think of. Like it, like it from arranging from like I said, leprechauns to black cats to you know that like in Pan's Labyrinth when she gets that root and she puts it under the bed in the milk. Yes. Yeah. There's a character voiced by John Ratzenberger that's just called Rudy. That's John Ratzenberger. All right. yeah, he, they brought yeah. the they brought that guy they, back. They, they, they stole him from Pixar. Yeah, this guy dance, apparently. Right. <laughs> so it's, so it's trying to get him to be their lucky charm. There, yeah. pennies like anything that you've ever heard. A luck dragon from uh, you know I, Falcor. There, I mean, there again, there. Well, there is a dragon. It's not specifically the Falcor <laughs> dragon, right. but there is a dragon. But no, it, yeah, it's not specifically Irish. It's any and even the main character is voiced by a Filipino actress. So I mean, no. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's not very good. Um. What else are we gonna mention? Peter, you mentioned spin me around, but yeah, that is the it's Allison Brie and Andre Plaza. Um, this Italy comedy thing that's just not very good. Like mm -hmm. it it feels like there's an idea there and it just kind of got away from them as far as what they wanted to accomplish. Yeah, just not enough uh, food and not enough uh, Michael Caine impressions. 
yes, there aren't enough of those things in that movie. That you're not <laughs> wrong. Um, I watched ET in IMAX since it came out in IMAX. Nice. I never, never seen ET in a theater before. Um, guys, that movie's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I've heard. Yeah, you know it. Really, I <laughs> Peter, it's. <laughs> You know, it affected me more than I expected it to. Like that movie already gets to me in certain ways, but mm-hmm. like just hearing like that John Williams score, which is like a top three John Williams score yeah, in incredible. a theater like that with all the images and whatnot, you get it, you get in it gets into you. So it's just it was a uh... did uh, people dress up red red uh, hoodies and well, jeans? I was there with three other people total. What? Because <laughs> I saw it in the afternoon, it was a private screen on a Monday. Pretty much, it was nice because yeah. I have a real I have a real IMAX, so I was just yeah. undisturbed with you know, very scattered people around me. So it, mm-hmm. it was just nice as far as a private experience. Oh, so you could, you could, you know, let a tear go and nobody would see you. I don't mind, but you know, yeah. whatever. It's fine. Wait, so, um, so Aaron, <laughs> just to be sure, cause I, all right. So yeah, is ET. And then when I saw, Oh, our upcoming movie, uh, when I saw Beast at AMC, there was a trailer for Jaws because yes. they're like, oh, Jaws is coming back. Wait, so I just want to make sure because I know that some people have had issues with there are the things. Is it where AMC does an old movie, but it doesn't look very good? So this isn't that, right? This is like, no, no, no. This is a remaster. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, not that's not AMC. You're referring to like Fathom Events. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is, Fathom Events. That's not a Fathom yeah. Event. That's not a Fathom Event. No, this is this yeah. is specifically remastered for a you know a limited time only release of yeah. both ET and Jaws. It's a okay, and it looks great. Yeah, of course it looks great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. cool question for you. Did with before the movie started, did Steven Spielberg thank you for coming to the theaters? <laughs> I mean, oh. he was. It was weird that he was hanging out randomly outside was, of the lobby. He was in Irvine. <laughs> yeah, he was down in Irvine. It was like it's yeah. well, Chris. See, Christopher Nolan did that. It literally did that exact thing uh, when Tenet was when they were trying to like promote Tenet. He was in the Irvine Spectrum. <laughs> like, like you know, like he took a picture and everything. Wow. Uh, but uh, you know, trying what to get guy. people to stand up guy. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, after I shook hands with Steven, I went in and he, but no, there wasn't an introduction on the screen for, from Steven okay. Spielberg. I would have right. welcomed that. That would have been fun. Well, you know, Tom Cruise is still king then. Maybe for, maybe for Jaws. We'll see. And, <laughs> and obviously I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing Jaws on a big screen <laughs> like that. I can't wait for Right. I was, I was happy I had time to see E.T., but Jaws, like I'm not going to miss it for sure. Mm-hmm. Ideally in just IMAX. I don't, I don't need to see Jaws in 3D. Um, well, that hasn't come out yet. Well, we've already passed Well, that's what, they, that's what they're doing. They're doing, it's an IMAX 3D. It's both. Like, but not Jaws 19. Not Jaws 19 or not yeah. Jaws 3, not Jaws 3D in 3D. That'd be right, fun. right, right. That'd be fun. Uh, last thing we should mention, uh, <laughs> this very long quickie. Uh, <laughs> Orphan hard. First Kill, which Peter, you've also seen, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I I dug it. Yeah, I liked it too. I'm a fan of the 2009 Orphan. Peter, are you as well? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Actually, I might... Hmm, I haven't seen both. I haven't seen it in a while. Because I'm wondering, are you about to say you think the new one's better? No, I'm not. Because it's not. Oh, okay. But I, because <laughs> I, I like in that one, because that's Young Colette Sarah before he did his Liam Neeson movies. Um, and of course, Jungle Cruise and Black Adam. Uh, but I, <laughs> I like that first one because, yeah, it has a pretty wild twist. And also, Young Colette Sarah did like House of Wax. I was like, he has this kind of, he, he, when he was working with Dark Horse doing those horror movies. He's got a fun style. He seems like he's bringing something to the table here. This new Orphan, it's a prequel. That matters to people that remember Orphan. Uh, It's intriguing as far as how do you do this and manage to tell a story like this without having that signature choice that the first one does. And they find a clever way to do that. Hmm. And what I like about it is not only do they find like a clever 
way to subvert things. It happens like midway through the movie as opposed to like a last minute thing or something like that. So like I was pretty mm-hmm. happy with where it goes about spoiling anything. Like it has it has some fun with what they're going for and it still has this kind of neat style mainly because it's just you have what's her name Isabel Furman playing Esther mm-hmm. who's now you know she was 12 when the first orphan came out now she's 25 but she still has to like play a, a little girl essentially mm-hmm. and they, they use they use like perspective and makeup and stuff to like try to make that effect go but yeah. you know you know she's like a 25 year old girl <laughs> like it's not <laughs> Peter it was pretty neat I saw uh, one of the behind the scenes photos and on the other actors are wearing platform shoes yeah the shoes right yeah, yeah. I saw that and picture. it's yeah. quite large they're, they're wearing like 7 inch platform shoes yeah. and she's got to stay you know tiny movie yeah I will say <laughs> as as much as I enjoyed the movie I did and I I think Aaron and I enjoyed about this thing cuz I think it has a very strong uh, middle act there are definitely a lot of moments where there you clearly have is it isabel Furman? isabella yeah. Furman? yeah you have her and then you have maybe like a child or whatever that's like a wide shot and i have no idea why but for some reason it reminded me of um what is the movie bruce lee dot is it game of death game of death yeah where it's very obvious when it's bruce lee and then you do a cut and you're like this is clearly somebody else like <laughs> for some reason that that's that's my takeaway when i see that in a movie it makes me think of like oh well the star you know this is what with bruce leeds like well he died and they like when a- you watch like the first child's play and it's like clearly a little boy running around in chucky clothes <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of like that it's just it's just it's a weird i don't necessarily i don't i'm not necessarily knocking the movie for it but it's like a thing i notice i guess yeah, yeah like, like the stand-in yeah yeah Got um it. but yeah no i enjoyed it too i thought it was like again i think that middle I think the end's fine. Like, I don't think it's bad or anything, but it, it really has a, it's got, it, 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 it literally kind of like it, the movie kind of comes to life in this one moment. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Aaron, you're thinking of the same moment. I yeah. It's very it's obvious great. when it happens, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. And, and uh, it's like on Paramount plus, right? It's both in theaters and on Paramount plus. Yes. Okay. They well, emphasize, they seem to emphasize the plus part, but it was in theaters. So. Plus. Yeah. Wait, did it, Wait, I just realized when you were talking about the box office, was it in the top 10? No, probably $25. It, it was only on 500 screens, so it's not like it had wow, a lot of yeah. impact to begin with. They they really wanted yeah. to emphasize the plus factor, which makes sense because I think they, you know, they want to get numbers up for Paramount Plus. They want, you mm-hmm. know. Okay. But well, yes, the, the theater was an option for, you know, theaters. So Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely, and I, I think I, oh, wait, no, it would be a spoiler. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. Good thing right. you caught yourself there. But I enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, I'll be curious if there's more to explore in the world of Orphan. Well, wait, well, wait, can we can we talk spoilers for the first Orphan? I wouldn't want to just because we don't need to. <laughs> I mean, that. Yeah. OK, that, I guess... that movie has an ending. I don't think it's impossible to reverse certain things about that ending. But at the same time, there's room between this one and that one to do something. That's correct. I would say that. Yes. OK. Yeah, so you're saying you could do a sequel to the prequel, I guess. Exactly, a suprequel. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could, you could. Um, I, I, I will say I do find it interesting that we have this. Or, weird... or, or they go they do a prequel to the prequel. Just keep making her younger, even though she's gonna get older. <laughs> yes, so I, she, I think it's... so. It'd be a, it'd be a movie that has a lead character that literally has Benjamin Button's disease. Wow. No. <laughs> I mean, I will yeah, say, just like, getting older. The movies keep getting younger. I definitely <laughs> prefer the Orphan series to, because uh, I, I know when I wrote the review, I think it's like, 
The guy who directed this one, not the first one, did he, he do the, Brahms, the, boy. the boy? He made the boy movies. Yeah, those are <laughs> oh, those, okay. are, those aren't great. Like those are like no. uh, that yeah, first boy. Like, like you got you, like, hey, remember you and whoever was on were like telling me I got to see this boy just so I can see this twist. <laughs> I, I I think it was more just because I no, was. I'm like, not saying you thought it was good. Premise. Yeah. I'm not saying you thought it was good. I'm just saying you 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 like I had not seen it, and you're right. like, you got to see that boy. I do remember. I do remember uh, speaking uh, or asking you to go check it out, and then I finally and saw it, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah, that's a movie. And then this <laughs> the second one's been streaming, and I'm like, do I do I waste time and watch the second one? <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. Like. And I think it comes out of a, essentially a creative bankruptcy, uh, but being creatively bankrupt. I do think it's interesting how the first boy is a certain type of thriller and the second boy is another type of thriller. Yeah, I know. And I the, know that and those two genres don't usually like once you've set a, once you are like, this is the movie we're doing. You don't usually cross into another one and they do, which hmm. is like, yeah, it's weird. For something like that. Yes. Uh, like there's, you know, you can turn a premise around in other franchises but i know what you're saying for sure when it comes to something like the boy so hmm. tune in for our boy bonus episode when we get to it yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometime in october yeah whenever this podcast finally ends um <laughs> that's on no quickies trademark <laughs> let's move on to some quick trailer talk sure we're talking about the newest movie, newest movie trailers of the week what we thought about what is coming out what have you this week because we're talking, you know, a, a man versus animal movie, I figured, <laughs> why not talk about another upcoming man versus animal movie? So, obviously, of the list of trailers we still haven't talked about, there is Lyle Lyle Crocodile, the animated, <laughs> the live action slash animated musical comedy adaptation of the children's story um, featuring, of course... <laughs> um, Sean Mendes as... Lyle Lyle Crocodile, mm-hmm. uh, and also starring Javier Bardem as apparently Jake Gyllenhaal from the John Lady special, um, <laughs> as and Constance Wu and uh, Scoot McNary. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on here. Abe, I'm so curious. What, what is your impression of this Lyle Lyle Crocodile? Uh, this is a lot of free University of Florida press uh, in their trailer because they're wearing all the the uh, the sweaters. I I'm just like. It looks like Javier Bardem is having a blast. It, I, I I could not care less for this movie. <laughs> so I, I'm I if I if I'm gonna watch it for anything, I'm gonna watch it for Javier Bardem specifically, because I know that Sean Mendes can sing. He's a he's a you know multi talented. Have pop you star. ever heard him sing as a crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that you know Constance Wu has had a, a rough time in Hollywood, and I'm glad that she's she's got a movie here, but. Um, you know, it's something that I'm just going to either hear secondhand how my nieces and nephews, what they thought of it, or I'll just catch it um, in classic Abe fashion where I'll start it and I'll finish it, you know, 90 days later. Peter, do you have any regard for Lyle Lyle Crocodile? I mean, I'm sort of to what he was saying. I'm sort of interested. Like when Harvey R. Bardem popped up, I was like, what? Like, I was like... <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'm kind of interested. I feel like the bar for this movie is um, was did Tom and Jerry come out last year? That was, was that like January two last years year. ago. Yeah. Oh, two years no, ago. It was, it was January. 20, it was 2021 January. Wow, because it, like... it was the first one of Warner Brothers simultaneous theatrical. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Released. So I feel like that's the bar. It's like, which is not a, I mean, that's not a great movie, but like oh. it, it was that same thing where I'm like, well, I guess is this is going to be better than 
Tom and Jerry because it's got Javier Bardem. So I guess that's something. And and it's like it is a singing crocodile. But yeah, I mean, sort of like what you were talking about. You said how luck obviously costs money. You know, clearly making this animated crocodile costs money, but eh, it's pretty generic looking. I mean, there really isn't. Yeah, I mean, hmm. eh. <laughs> I have no interest, but I am a little if you I'm more interested in somebody sending me like a goofy clip of Javier Bardem from the movie. Being like, <laughs> check out this weird scene where a cat. Wait, has he won or been nominated for? He's, He's won. won. Yeah. yeah. Academy Award winner Javier Bardem in Lyle Isle Crocodile. So, yeah. Ugh. I mean, I don't know, guys. I just read the tagline that says he knows every scale. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Clever. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, pretty not clever. a single anime be over. I'll say this. Like, yes, I hear what you guys are saying, and I largely agree. Um, that Clifford the Big Red Dog movie supposed to be pretty good. Haven't seen it. I, you know, if, if if movies like are doing something apparently like that, where it's obviously not going, despite Peter's hateful tar- hurt words earlier, if it's not going to be Paddington level, <laughs> at the very least, you know, it could be on a, you know, even like Peter Rabbit is pretty good. So I don't know, it's a little below that. Also, both of them. But I mean, the first one's better, but the second one's not bad. Okay. Um. Uh, if we're doing more live action slash animated, you know, uh, CG characters and kids movies, we don't get a lot of those these days. And for the most part, like they've been pretty good. So it's like, I want this to be good. I, sure. I'm not yeah, racing same. out to necessarily see it. And even the style of humor it's going for, you know, there's, there's a bit of an edge to like the Peter rabbit movies that I enjoyed. Right. I'll, I'll say this. This doesn't it's... seem to be doing that is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm happy to eat my words if this is like one of the most heartfelt movies of the year. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh wow, I I completely was taken aback by uh, its presence and the the charm factor. What I would not want to see is sort of like a focus on the gimmick, which is here's this alligator in town, um, versus like what we <laughs> we're gonna circle back to Paddington, where it's not so much about Paddington being animated; it's actually more of a character work in, in both movies, um, and that's where the heart lies, right? So. I'd be happy to, to see this movie succeed uh, for sure. I'm sure you know, you know some the whatever kids involved is going to be like, oh, yeah. I got to learn about this Lyle. And it's all about him. And if there was like, going to be a McDonald's sign with toys, I'll have to rethink what I just said. Okay, well, we'll see. And, and we will, at the very least, we'll be able to hear the sweet, sweet sounds of Sean <laughs> Mendez as Lyle the Crocodile, you know, just just move, moving moving around, <laughs> dancing, yeah. singing, doing his thing. He's had a hard year. He broke up with his girlfriend. But uh, Javier Bardem, he's in it. Doing yes. his thing. Yeah, Sack Lodge Bunch Part 2. So, Lyle Lyle Crocodile opens October 7th this year. So be ready for a month Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move on. Let's get to our main review for Beast. Hey, look out the window. Welcome to Mapani, guys. I can Thank you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. I can see all Did mom shoot some of these? This little bump right here? That's you. I still miss her every day. What's that? There's something crossing up ahead. Keep the girls in the car. Stay in the car, okay? Just stay in the car. But I... Diabolo? Okay, what's he saying? Diabolo means devil. 
seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating its prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. Go back to the calls. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Beast. Idris Elba stars as a recently widowed father who has taken his two daughters on a trip to South Africa to visit with their family friend who can take them on a tour through an animal preserve. Little do they know, poachers have murdered a lion's pride, leaving the male lion seeing red with an eye out to kill any human that comes across as vengeance. Circumstances lead to the innocent family being stranded in the wild with hope their basic skills can help them survive to survive the deadly feline. This comes from Icelandic director Baltazar Komakur, who's responsible for other survival thrillers such as Everest and Adrift, along with the action movie Two Guns. Peter, did this movie roar to life for you, or did it come up tame? Kind of came up tame. Um, I, it's funny because um, you and I off podcast, and you know, I talk about fall, and then it was like, oh, there's this movie Beast coming out, which feels more in the wheelhouse of like you know, crawl and all the, you know, we'll get to that. The movie's about people against like animals. Mm -hmm. And I love Idris Elba, but I have to say, even in the trailer, I was like, why is the lion a bad guy? And, and, and to the film's credit, I think they, they do what they can to try to like give you a reason for why a lion, which wouldn't really do something like this is doing it. But all that made me do when I was watching it was despite, I think, how i think the movie's well made um i was never really it's not that i wasn't i don't want idris and his two daughters or is it charlotte copley is that his name yeah charlotte copley yeah Yeah, i don't want anything bad to happen to them but i honestly didn't really want to see the lion be defeated and i think again without spoiling i think what they resolve at the end makes sense because i think they know we sort of feel a certain way about the lion but it made the overall experience of watching the movie not as tense as I would think it would be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Abe, how about you? What would you think of Beast? Yeah, I thought that it had some interesting action sequences, and it's got good Idris Elba and Charlotte Copley. I think some of the weak links come from the two daughter performances, um, as well as like some of the actions that they do in this like ultimately it falls flat and that I think it's mostly because of what Peter's talking about with some problems of setting up stakes, but not really setting up stakes. And then also POVs of, I guess, perhaps maybe a message that comes across, but I, I sort of felt as though it was just doing too much of um, not staying with some action sequences and not making me feel as though things were, were truly in danger. So all, unfortunately it's, it's not a movie that I think is um, like the strongest. I enjoyed parts of it but ultimately i'm just like you know it's something that you don't have to like rush out and see right away well i think i like this the most of you guys like it's i what i appreciate is that the movie gives you what it promises but i also like that it justifies it justifies the circumstances as far as why this lion's acting this way i didn't think it wouldn't i didn't think you just randomly walk into a movie Mm -hmm. like this and be like oh they're lions just lions are evil and it's only going after it is like i didn't think that was gonna be the case i like that it sets up the stakes as far as why it's acting the way it is but i mean the main thing is that the filmmaking is just a lot better than i expected uh the there is a a reliance on long takes that i thought was very well handled because it's frequent uh and and has its kind of tight focus where every time it's doing this thing where it's having a camera kind of follow along with the action for 
or you know with the characters for an extended period of time it's staying close to said characters that the perspective is on so it makes you feel like for me it made me feel like there could be something around the corner any step of the way mm-hmm. i like that kind of thing i like a movie like this that has very little to deliver on beyond you know idris elba versus animal I like that it did more than it needed to to communicate the fear that he and the other characters were going through. I, I thought that stuff was effective. And yes, having someone like Idris Elba as a reliable screen presence does yeah. the work. I like Charlotte Copley in here. He's, he's great. Underplaying his role for a change, which is I don't <laughs> I don't mind him going big because he's good at it. But he's, it was, he's great at it. Yeah. But it was it was neat to see him underplaying. And, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, it's, I, I don't deny that, like, it's not an airtight script as far as mm-hmm. sure it there are leaps in logic or even some dumb decisions being made. I would attribute some of that to, well, yeah, hindsight. You can tell them what you would do, but you know, it's not, <laughs> can't make things perfect in the scenario you're in. At the same time, it's a 90 minute movie. I like that it takes shortcuts to make it a 90 minute movie. If you want to talk about fall by comparison, my issue with there is that the movie's 15 minutes too long where this movie gets in and out. And how long is fall? Uh, like an hour 45 like okay. uh, yeah okay. it's it's an, like an hour 45 it's it. definitely okay. tighter. And, and like i said to you last week i i feel I, I feel like the things that i would cut i know are right there in the movie and it would mm. be tighter and better Got it. this is i mean it's not a matter of which one's better but in terms yeah. of like survival thrillers i've seen in the last two weeks this one just works for me more <laughs> it just yeah. delivers on what i'm what i want out of it and does a little more because i like the direction yeah you know speaking on, on the direction part of it um I, I do enjoy that it is well made. Yum kill it, not uh, yum kill it, sir. You had me thinking about him, <laughs> but the director here, Baltazar. Yeah, he's made some good movies. You know, I I did enjoy Everest. Everest is good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a very good dramatic character movie, um, and he's made a lot of other movies that I think are well directed, even if they're not like the best plot or best script. So it, it's a kudos to them for allowing me to feel as though, you know, they are in this particular region that is cut off from a lot of uh, where Shalto Kobe's um, mates are uh, in, in the African jungle, right? So, yeah, I agree with you on that front. I do have a question for you guys. Sure. Um, in terms of, I guess, uh, the action here, this goes to, like, one of the questions I wrote down here. Like, the action here... How do you guys characterize this movie? Is this an action movie? Is this like a thriller? It's a survival or... thriller. Survival thriller. That is like, its own genre. I mean, it's it's a genre within thrillers as far okay. as nature type thrillers. Things like like the gray or yeah. perfect storm. Like movies where like people are facing the elements, essentially. It. Okay. Like it's yeah, it's crawl. Like, crawl well, yeah. yeah, I'm trying trying not to name other too many beast films because we'll sure, get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like... I think the only reason why I'm asking is because I enjoyed like the horror elements of this movie like you sure. know literally like um i enjoyed this opening sequence where uh people are being picked off silently in the dark and you're just like oh you know that's a really cool thing that you see a lot in in horror movies even though this is not you wouldn't put this in the in the it's movie not strictly, category it's not strictly a horror movie right but it's yeah. certainly like it's obviously rubbing up against monster movies because that's what sure. it's okay going for except so survival thriller is yeah is the you like the survival thriller yeah got it okay but um by the way, oh yeah, but speaking of as far as what they're surviving, I thought the CG lion, good lion. I mean, I, for yeah, he movie, looks good. Yeah. For a movie like this, that's you know has a you know it's not a hundred million dollar movie. It yeah. I think the like there's a scene early on where Charlotte Copley is playing with two lions that he's mm-hmm. like raised since birth. It looked great. I thought it was a really yeah. good looking scene. I, I was impressed. 
Is it Academy to the boys? Like, well, clearly that can't be real. It's Charlton Coakley, but it's like, oh, doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, you know, they got two giant fluffy dogs, but it works. Uh, when they when they when they mask the lion faces on them, and and these are real lion sounds because they don't sound like the MGM logo. That that's uh, <laughs> that's famously a tiger sound. So pretty cool that they had that. Um, Peter, Peter Diamort. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was say the more to speak on as far as like. You know, I, no, no, I agree. I thought the lion, I think the lion had a lot of personality, which is again, going back to my thing of like, mm-hmm. not really wanting to see the lion defeated. I think that. I don't think anybody hard, wants how, to see the lion specifically like murdered. I, I think, you know? I think we're all on the side of the lion. Cause I mean, the lion's basically the hero. It's just the unfortunate circumstances. Right. It's not, you know, it's not us following the lion or it's not as following the, it's right. not us following the poachers who are clearly evil it's us following this, right, right. this like third party that happens to be idris elba <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you're right but like i said i just i just it would it put me in a weird like well how am i supposed to feel here like that's what was weird for me but i think that the lion i thought the lion looked very good and i thought it had a lot of personality um the one thing i will say that i think i admire more than um more than engaged me it it was what you brought up earlier is that a lot of the a lot of the big scenes are long takes Uh and i i totally understand the idea and obviously that's a lot to kind of stage this thing that we're always your your point of view is like you're looking at Idris, but you can really only see a little a little more or less from his purview and i i sure like if you told me that i'd be like oh that's a really good idea except sometimes i found that claustrophobic but not in a scary way more just like i was you wanted more out of a certain yeah i just wanted more i was like i just wanted to breathe a little and i was like oh my god we're so stuck like in this kind of like hallway-esque like vibe so sometimes that kind of filmmaking which again it's totally a choice that they made sometimes i found it not as engaging as i as i wished it was right i'll say i definitely hear you i'll say this in regards to kind of what it's doing with that like i can i i you know when i say i like this movie I, like more than you guys it's not like i'm saying this is just the movie of the summer obviously i have reservations about it but like i do i i, I came away more impressed than i felt i was because hmm. if i'm going in expecting like yeah all right it's just first line cool and then it gives me a little bit like clearly more effort being put into the filmmaking than i expected that's one thing but the other thing i liked about that about just the movie in general and like what it's doing as far as how it's made is that it's more varied than I expected. Like it's not just them in the Jeep for a great right, long right, portion right. of the There's a lot of like movement around the area. There's a lot of different locations explored. Uh, I could have easily just seen this being a movie where like they're in the Jeep for, you know, 45 minutes trying to like survive this line, but instead they're in different parts of the, of the wild. They're in, mm-hmm. they're Ill- ill-advisedly in lakes at some point, which I was like, get out of the water. That's terrible. That's a terrible I, idea. I was, I was <laughs> hoping for like a night assault. <laughs> uh, like, you know, there's in, of, in of another animal there. Exactly. Which they set up. Um, they're in canyons. They're in like a, like a, like a abandoned church. I think it was like there's just, or a school. Like yeah, there's school. Just, yeah. there's different stuff, which I just thought was like, okay, cool. This is actually like, it didn't feel repetitive to me, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I appreciate that about it too. Um, not too much to add there. I think the question I would have, or the other thing that I wanted to just add on to that is, again, the characters, I, I found some flaws in some of them, but I did enjoy that Idris Elba, they set up that he's a medical doctor and he does medical doctor things. Yeah. Um, and it was really like well played in terms of being calm in situations, 
you know, asking about clean hands, you know, trying to trying to do certain things for dressing wounds. And I will say that kudos to the uh, the makeup team, the makeup and effects team, because some of these uh, terrors bites. Yeah. Pretty gnarly looking. Yeah. Uh, on on the 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 leads as well as like fringe characters. That's a that's another thing. Well, one yeah, thing, I like that. I, I like that, too. One uh, thing is I be, the long takes, I think, helps there again, because I do think the you're in real time by doing it this way. And I I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that because he's a doctor like it's using it. make It just gives it a little bit more authenticity for a movie that's already ridiculous as far as this man and his family are against a lion. Yeah. yeah. Um, which honestly, it's not as ridiculous as it seems, uh, no. but, but a lot of lion which, I, which I appreciate. But the other thing well, I was going to say, the other thing um what were you saying? You were saying about the. I was talking about doctor. the makeup and and effects. As yeah, well there as... there it is. The yeah. I like that this movie is rated R when it doesn't have to be. It's not rated R because of like really insane reasons. Not a, there's not there's no language I don't believe, and there the like the the slat the gashes and whatnot are gnarly. Yeah, and it's just enough to be R. It's not over the top R. It's not lion just like just destroying people left and right or whatnot. It's right, R because yeah. it's R because like well we can make like three cuts and be PG thirteen or we could make it the way we wanted to and they chose to make it the way they right. wanted to and I I like that I like that it's not that makes me feel like it's not aspiring to do like crazy business for the sake of doing crazy business like yeah we made a movie you know it's a little rough and tumble R rated uh, survival thriller cool mm-hmm. like I, I appreciate that yeah. Uh, I know that this is not my my say, but I think that if I were to to do this movie, I would make the daughters one character, and Charlotte Copley, and then Idris Elba. I think that'd be a tighter story in terms of the the personal stakes, the the human stakes, and then you still have everything else. And I think that that actually would be a better, um, uh, a tighter movie. But neither here nor there. Um, you know, for for the runtime that it is, and for what you did get out of it in terms of what you're expecting to get out of it. Sure. But uh, obviously not without its problems. I, um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if like in the script process, they, they might've had a daughter and then expanded it for the sake of plot stuff. Like, yeah, if he has I, to go, I, if right. he has to go here, then we need someone else to still be here. Like those kind sure. of logic jumps like that. I'd imagine there's right. something along those lines. Yeah. And you could feel that in the script, not in terms of two being one or one being two, just more of like what you're saying earlier, the movie has to get places. Therefore you have to have characters being, you know, in certain situations or going to certain locations yeah. for the movie to progress. And that's just how it goes. But I, I, I totally understand that. And I totally see that as well. I just think that there's just some parts where I was um, annoyed by some of the character motivations at times, but you know, whatever. Um, you know, sometimes teenagers got a teenager. <laughs> I know that, which they quickly established as well. So it was cool that they did that. Um, question for you guys. Uh, who is the better uh, chewing the scenery over actor, Ben Foster or Charlotte Copley? Well, Ben Foster. I mean, <laughs> Ben Foster's done it in a variety of genres. I would say uh-huh. he is, he is the, um, the 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 uh, the diversity <laughs> there as far as where he's chewed up scenery. Sure. Most recently in uh, in the basketball movie on Netflix. Oh, on Hustle, yeah, of course. When he where he's up. just like an evil uh, 76ers owner's son. But um, okay. Peter, question for you. This yeah. is more for Idris Elba. Um, how do you, let's pivot into Idris Elba for a second here. How do you think his career is going? Is it right where it should be? A little behind or or better than you expected? Um, You know, he hasn't, I think, I think the thing, I mean, I would, I would like him to be 
more successful in in movies but mm -hmm. sometimes i think this kind of does happen you have these actors that are pretty well respected in television and for some reason the movies they do they're certainly not bad but they're never like break because because didn't he also have that one with kate winslet that didn't really i never what, what the was mountain, that one? Between, between us, us. Yeah. yeah and it's like i don't know yeah he i always feel like he feels like he should be a bigger star but maybe the truth is maybe idris isn't really a movie star type thing it's more like character actor which is maybe more of a television thing mm -hmm. now maybe that's what it is i don't know but i i guess i feel like it what it is kind of interesting thinking that like a big part of me seeing this movie was i was like oh it's idris elba that's cool and it's like well there there are not as many of those times as i would think like looking mm -hmm. back on it of like how many movies do we get to see him kick ass or something sure. so so i guess my answer is i guess i would feel like he'd be further along but i can't deny i don't think he has like oh wasn't this awesome? yeah the dark tower that didn't do well either like mm -hmm. does he have a does he have a film series or movie that's like oh that did really well i don't know if he does with him as lead with him as lead oh yeah yeah i'm sorry with him as yeah lead. got it yeah, because yeah, I was like, some of the ensemble stuff is definitely well, is, better. It's that's yeah, a but... sweet spot as far as when things right. are successful involving him. Yeah. The, well, how about you, Aaron? What, where do you think he is with his career? You know, I I've mentioned this before as far as like actors who I think are, you know, their their best stuff is on TV. I don't think Elva falls in that category in the same way mm -hmm. that I think Brian Cranston or John Hamm seem to. Those are good examples. Though are, though, those to me are better settled as. Yes, it's nice when they pop up in films and supporting roles. I yeah. don't think that they, they like don't Total tend, Recall. They don't shut up with that. Don't they? Don't <laughs> tend to. They don't tend to work for me as leads. Yeah, um, in, in movies, Elba, I do think works. I think the problem is people just don't like put their money where their mouth is. Where they want to fan cast Idris Elba is everything because as as Bond recently, yeah. he's Bond for like the past decade as far as yeah. that goes. But it, like... it, and mainly because it's both lazy um, and because um, these. Sorry, folks on the internet that like to champion diversity or what have you can only also name like three black actors off the top mm -hmm. of their head which is that's a choice um but mm -hmm. uh, but but you know when it comes down to Idris Elba being like hey here I am in an original film things that you also ask for they're like well that's not a Marvel movie why should I go see that today and they don't mm -hmm. actually see the movies he stars <laughs> so it's yeah. like I don't it's it's not a problem for him. It's the problem that the like audiences have changed in the years where you make stars. That's why we don't have many new like huge single stars to begin with. Not just yeah. oh, but like in terms just in terms of like movie stars in general. It's you know as uh, mentioned by a friend of the friend of the show, Scott Mendelson's mentioned a lot. It's a lot of if they're playing a marquee character, that's what gets people in the seats. But if it's just right. Idris Elba being the lead of a random movie that has no IP attached to it, harder sell. Right. Um, and it's a shame. Like there's lots of good movies he's certainly been in. I mean, and mm -hmm. there's ones you should have been even in, you know, something like Beast of the Nation, or even that Mandela movie, which I think is fine, but he's very good in it. Like he certainly knows how to his I think his screen presence is certainly there. When I see him in the big screen, it works for me. I think he has that kind of presence. The Suicide yeah. Squad last year, which is an ensemble and also didn't do well in theaters for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of using him as well as the other actors that work as far as look at these like great shots of just these people on screen and how big they can, how big, yeah. how bigger than life they can be. Uh, even the harder they fall, which would be a which would have been a great theater movie to see. I wish that was in theaters and not just Netflix. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's stuff there, but, it, but you know, yeah, if people aren't seeing the movies, like they can't do sure. much about that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that 
for me, in my perspective, he's right where he, he should be. And I think that he's aware that he is great in ensembles. Can he lead a movie? I don't I don't think so. But this is not this goes to your point about, you know, people want to fan cast him or they they root for him, but they also don't go and open up their wallets whenever he's in like what Peter mentioned, the mountain between us, which is like a, a two person drama movie. Right. Um, I haven't seen the movie. If it's, if the, if the movie's not bad or if the movie's not good, then that's a different thing. It's kind of whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's not, but I special. think that he understands that he is a character actor and he knows that he does TV every now and again. He also has a lot of varied interests. So I think that he's actually right where he is, where he should be in terms of his stardom and his, his Hollywood power. I, I would just say, if he, if you know, people actually showed up to these movies, that means they'd be successful. That means there'd be more options for him to do to begin with, and it just it doesn't fair. Yeah, because he's tra- going to get another one in a couple weeks. Uh, next week, released. next week. Yeah. Even then, that movie's a obscure, weird movie from George Miller that's coming out in August, the end of August. Like it's not, yeah. it's not going to make any money. <laughs> there's, there's, especially based on how it's being advertised versus what the movie actually is. It's like there's, yeah. that's that's not a thing designed to make a lot of bucks at the box office, right? But, well, uh, good, uh, good, uh, chat about Idris Elba. You know, he's a friend of the show, so I root for him. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he loves being, he loves doing DJ stuff. So be movies, he is does. Kind of, yeah, be, I mean, movies is a side project, <laughs> and he also loves boxing, and you know, he also just loves in general. I think the idea of being like an all around guy, like I don't think that he's necessarily trying to like gun for being a lead, um, but I, I certainly think that he he's made a lot of uh movies he's made a lot of television and people root for him you know in general so it's it's i think that his stardom is is where it is and again he's he's great added value you know you put him next to other people it works yeah the example that i was exactly just going to bring up was um the fast and the furious movie hobbs and shaw it's like that movie is okay but then you add idris elba as the villain and just like i'm rooting for idris elba he's the coolest guy in the movie because the other two guys are working on friendship and working together. <laughs> and then he just almost just like, I'm the black Superman. He literally says that in the movie and uh, kills a bunch of guys with uh, handguns. And he's got like nanobots in his, in his blood. Um, so yeah. I will, I will add this one thing as far as he, he goes and beast uh, getting back to that. Yes. This is a movie from Will Packer productions. Will Packer is a very successful black producer. Who's taken basically a lot. I mean, beyond doing like movies in general, there's a lot of movies that he's been involved with that are essentially what if this premise that we saw, you know, handled several, you know, tons of times of, you know, white characters was handled with black characters. Well, we just did that instead. And mm-hmm. it's nice to have a movie like this that does that. It's a, you know, it's a man against nature movie. And you don't typically mm-hmm. see a, you know, a black family at the center of that kind of movie. Right, let alone right. without that being a factor in what the movie is itself. And it's not. Yeah. It's just a we cast these people and that's how it is. And, yeah. and that, that's the fact that I can find a level of success. That works for me. Right. Just adding to that very briefly, Charlotte Copley with the South African accent, speaking in uh, local languages as well. Pretty cool to see. I I, I dig it. Uh, Charlotte Copley is a guy that I I also root for. And I think that he is also right where he should be uh, in terms of what he's done, kind of just how he came on the scene. Um, And he's had a pretty good career. He actually might be even better than what I what I anticipated for him. So, well, he's still in movies. So that's something. Yeah, you know, he shows up in District 9, nobody knows who he is, and then he all of a sudden gets a whole bunch of other uh, acting roles in action movies, and like the A-Team and all this other jazz. Um, So, yeah, great, great job for Charlotte. Uh, But, yeah, just seeing him as, like, a calm dude, just, 
being friends with Nate on the screen and and kind of just taking the kids out to go check things out in the African savanna. Uh, well, that's cool. That's the other thing. Like Peter, I'm not trying to like keep picking on Paul, but or on Paul on fall, but it's like <laughs> I. <laughs> You know, obviously, there's always like bookends to these kinds of movies where you have to set up what's going on or what have you. I like spending time with these people before we got to all the lion stuff. I I, I yeah. was having fun, you know, just in that kind of environment, seeing, you know, learning about these people where the fall stuff. My biggest issue is the fact that I think the opening really sucks. Like it's just it and it takes this time to get me to the thing that I want to see. Got it. Yeah, I mean, the opening works fine. I'm not saying it's revolutionary. Second, like it's, you know. Doing, I- <laughs> But um, I will say, though, that I I mean, I go back on what these kind of movies are, is that like, you know, in a way it's always tricky because if you have Idris Elba, he's a star. And so his what he's bringing to it is a very different thing. But I would say that what I what I like a lot of times in movies like this is if they're not necessarily a big star, is that you get to sort of like you know, you're, you're kind of watching it thinking like, well, what would I do in this situation? And I kind of like that. So I feel like that works for something like fall, regardless of how deep I think the, the, the two friends are or whatever. And I guess in, in, a, if Idris wasn't in this movie in, in theory, if it was just about the two sisters, maybe that's what it would have been then. Maybe we would have been the same thing where it's like, well, it's these two sisters and they have these different, this dynamic of like how they feel about their mom, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously it, it didn't because it's like they're just the daughters compared to the father like so um yeah no i i i get what you're saying like it's a different yeah it's a different thing it's weird i'm not really disagreeing about you on what you like about beast but you know it's weird i was thinking about it when we were just saying well you're like well none of us are really against the lion and i i agree but maybe this is just one of those cases and to be fair I, I hate when people usually say this, so I guess I'm about to be someone I hate, but I do feel like the marketing of this movie, the poster, the, it's like, see, Idris, I have a punch a line in the face. Like yeah. it, it feels like what we were being sold is not what the movie is, but you're right. That is in the end of the day, that is not necessarily. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. Like, I, mean, I, like, I do think it's setting up why he needs to be punching a lion in the face, which is, which is important. It's not just like he happens to be stranded in Africa. It's he has daughters he's trying to protect. The sure, place, sure. The advertising sure. makes that very clear. It's not just him out there doing whatever he wants to. It's like, I, I got to protect my family. Yeah. And also, the, and, it, and the it, movie also delivers on Idris Elba punching a lion. Yeah, it certainly has more animal man action than than the trailer for the Gray, where I was like, "Oh, Liam Neeson's gonna like fuck this wolf up." Um, but you know, uh, you watch the movie and it's about other things. So true. Um, okay, I agree. All right. Well, I think we've talked a lot about Beast and things related to it when should people go and see this movie peter when should people see beast oh i think it's i i i mean i think you're a fan of idris you know or copley like i think you can absolutely i mean it looks good on the big screen you could absolutely go see it in theaters but i mean i think you for most people you could probably wait till it's on whatever it's going to end up being on wait it's, what does it be on peacock yeah, it's, peacock it's, yeah it's mm-hmm. universal right so yeah. yeah uh yeah yeah i mean but it does look but i will say one of the things I do like about it, even though I was criticizing the, the the long take things, I do like the very, like what you said, I like the landscape of South Africa. I like this kind of game location that they're in. Like, I do like all of that. And they and filmed that, in I, South Africa, by the way, too. Just note that, too. That's not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do no, like- It's not Atlanta. 
Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I did like, I, yeah, I like that. I think if it's the kind of movie you're interested in, then go see on the big screen. But yeah, I mean, if not, you could probably wait till Peacock too. Yeah. Abe? I think there's some really cool action sequences, but again, ultimately there's more minuses for me than there are positives. So I would say that this is a streaming service um, review or watch. I say this is an easy matinee. Wait till Jaws comes out. See a double feature. Have fun. So you're saying Dollar <laughs> Theater? Yeah, Dollar Theater matinee okay. showing. Yeah, got it. All right. Uh, before we move on, mm-hmm. because we're talking about a film like Beast, uh, and this is inspired by something you yeah, Peter kind of brought up uh, earlier um, in the week, uh, we thought, what if we did like a top five modern man versus animal movie countdown? Mm-hmm. Like what between the three of us, if we each have our own top five of, of like modern movies where it's man versus beast, essentially. Uh, so I, I've constructed a list. You guys all got your list as well. Yeah, of course. Yep. All right. Well, let's count. Let's all count them down. Let's go. Let's go. We can go one by one through these. And OK, I want maybe. you to do Casey Kasem voice. OK, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> on your top five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peter, what's your what's your number five film here as far as so my five? Yeah. So my five was Beast. Beast is your oh, five wow. is Beast. OK. okay. My yeah. five, my even five though you didn't like Beast all that much, no, but I did. True, but I, I, it is a weird thing that it is interesting to me that, that I, I keep going hammering home this notion about a sympathy for the creature. Like, sure. it, yes, whether or not I think that's sort of a detriment, I think that's interesting because I don't think we really, as we'll see with the rest of my list, I don't think we really see that. Like, you know, like I think mostly the thing, I'm curious to see what you guys lists are, but mostly I think the goal, a lot of these movies is that because it's a real animal and I am assuming we are not counting the Meg, like a giant size shark or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I asked you to specifically right. leave out prehistoric dinos, Kongs, things like that. <laughs> I want like real animals versus man. Yeah. yeah, right. But even would you include Deep Blue Sea? Because yeah, that's a real animal, but it's Sharks. genetically altered. It's it's like a weird smart shark. I'll put it this way: it's not on my list. Like, but I, you know, I considered it. I could see how it could fit. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I the Meg is like prehistoric. The Meg's obviously not. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's yeah. too fan. It's that's like um, they had to travel to like the bottom of like the the Mariana right. <laughs> in in like a barrier, like a blood brain barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I include yes. So for me, number five uh, was Beast, and it really is basically about the lion and how yeah. I feel about the lion. Okay, hey, about hey. what's your number five? Snakes on a plane. All right, short, over the top, yeah. campy. Yep. Fun to watch. Really good performance by Samuel L. Jackson, to be honest. I watched this in a hotel, which I wasn't even expecting to watch with my sister. We both enjoyed this. And this is a movie that had already come out in theaters. And I was like, I've heard about it. You know, everyone's talking about uh, the, the line and whatever else. I get to watch it. And I was like, this movie is actually really fun. And it's more than it's more than one kind of snake. Which is actually uh, something more that than I wasn't expecting. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a, a giant python. You know, there's like some some interesting kills and and uh, whatever the case is. But uh, sticks on a plane. Check it out. It's it's a it's a fun round, and you should check it out with friends. Okay. I I made like a whole list here. It's so like like all these other ones I'm not going to mention, <laughs> but because I wanted to like see like where do I where would I rank all these? Uh, but my number five. Um, is of course a movie featuring Idris Elba as an animal, The Jungle Book. Um, hey, the the twenty sixteen jung the twenty yeah twenty sixteen Jungle Book with uh with uh, Idris Elba as Shere Khan, right? 
With Favreau, yeah. Favreau's yeah. Jungle Live Action Jungle Book. Not uh, not uh, the other Jungle Book, the Mowgli not, movie. Not the Mowgli one, although I considered yeah. Mowgli as well. It's effective. But I, I, I really like what they did with, with Jungle Book. And it is essentially a man versus animal movie. You have Mowgli doing a lot of things, a lot of different animals. Um, but specifically with Shere Khan, Idris Elba's a really bad guy in that movie. <laughs> like he's a really, terrifying... <laughs> he's really good at Shere Khan. He's a really good Shere Khan. He's yeah. a he's a really good. He's a legit terrifying villain. He like kills wolves at one point that you care about. You're like, oh, that's sad. Um, so no, I, I, you know, looking at the the options I have and knowing some that will probably come up, I figured Jungle Book seems like a good entry here. It's, it's a strong, it's a strong film. Good one, Peter. What's your number four? Oh, my number four is more like uh, Abe's number five. Um, I went for the more probably my the the campiest uh, on the list, Anaconda. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's the silliest of my five movies, but it's probably the most, arguably maybe the most rewatchable. Like, I mean, I mean, it's the oldest because it's from '97. Um, but also something that's interesting to me about Anaconda, thinking about Beast, is that in Beast you basically have, um, Copley is playing. Essentially, he's an anti-poacher type. He's a conservationist sort of right. type. And then you have these poachers that are the ones that made all this terrible stuff happen for the lion. In Anaconda, it's more like that 50s-esque kind of creature feature where basically you've put those two types of people together, right? You have like the people who really just, the, it was, is it John Voight? John, John Voight. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's all he cares, you know, cares about. And then you have like, the more sensitive uh is it is it stoltz i feel like stoltz is in it right eric like, stoltz is in it and you think he's going to be like kind of the lead and then he gets taken out pretty early that's the more like where what you did in those kind of movies is you put them all on one boat together and they have different ways of looking at the jungle it's like well we should do this and yeah. oh it's all about the money or, or whatever but in mm -hmm. now in a modern movie like beast it's like no these people wouldn't even be able to be in the same truck together or anything there's they might kill each other like so well to be fair also, like john voight kind of like flags them down and like could, and, true, and, that's and, true. and, and, and he's got things like he's got his true. like you and know he, swamp accent and he, right. he, he has some kind of accent for being <laughs> yeah. a guy in the amazon um right. but he he tricks them as far as like what he's going for like he's he's deceptive it's not like they all like we're like, hey, we're that's all going true. on a trip. We're that's all going true. on a trip together, even though we're ideologically opposed to each other. <laughs> he, he, right. he kind of uh, bogarts his way in <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> African queen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, it's just you know the the snake is so frick the anaconda is so freaking big, and as I recall, doesn't it regurgitate John Voight? And I guess spoilers, doesn't it regurgitate yes. John Voight? Yes. Like great, that right. is like that's yeah. just great, you the know, best. like that kind of. <laughs> Going to your snakes quote, on the plane. Uh, so, we quote Ice Cube on this show all the time. They got snakes out here this big. Abe, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> hey, what's your number four? My number four pick is Crawl, a movie that we, I think we all enjoy here. Mm -hmm. This Crawl. is what I think a leaner version of Beast would look like, where it's straightforward to the point. It There's not a whole lot of setup. It's just like a giant... Uh, what are they hurricane, hurricane yeah. in florida where this college athlete lives and she has to go back to check on her dad who is a contractor barry pepper alligators get loose because people just leave them in the sewer drains and they grow large on their own it is a movie that really gives me a sense of characters as it goes along and then i i care about the characters as well but there's also some pretty pretty cool death scenes in here because there's just 
side characters that are either just like looting gas stations that need to be off. And uh, I, I end up rooting for the main uh, heroine, heroine of this story. And again, very lean, but straight to the forward, to the point, gets where it needs to go right away. Good action, good suspense, especially like in a, in a crawl space scene. Um, and a good movie, like a good romp. Great. Um, the next film I have on my list, Isle of Dogs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have... I see where you're going with your list here. I dig it. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah. So I have Isle of Dogs. Oh, wait for wait for my number one. I mean, Isle of Dogs, for one thing, I just I, I really like Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think that there is an interesting take on the people that love dogs versus the ones that are, you know, shipping them to Garbage Island um, and mm-hmm. making up things about, you know, dog flu. And all this stuff. Yeah, talk There's... about Brian Cranston in movies. Exactly. <laughs> this is arguably one of Brian Cranston's best film roles. Yeah. It's better than his Academy Award nomination for whatever the fuck. Trumbo. Trumbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I do think that there is. There's an interesting way of presenting animosity shared between these characters as far as man versus beast goes. So yeah. I wanted, I wanted to show, give some shout out to Isle of Dogs. Yeah, great. I, I enjoy the pick. Peter, what's your number three? Wow, you yeah, your Isle of Dog man. I kept. I feel like my list is kind of boring because I very much stuck within what I th- call creature feature, but I made them. Which animal. is fair, but hey, that's Peter, also but that's also you're I following want. the rules. That's I mean, why, because he's doing Isle of Dog. I was like, well, I didn't think of that. So well, I, like, I know certain. Thing. I obviously some certain movies are gonna come up, so I wanted to like try to keep this diverse. It's <laughs> not just a lot of overlap. Oh no, that's true. Uh, number three. Uh, wait, number three. Oh, uh, the Shallows, which I think is sort of what I feel like brought about this recent renaissance of these kind of movies. Cause I didn't realize that's like 26. Cause when I, I was writing the article, I was, I'm writing an article for this, for uh, we live entertainment. And I was like, wow, that was 2016. Like um, I, I like, it's another movie that's only like 87 minutes. Um, I do think one thing I like about it is. The song. Wait, what'd you say? The song. <laughs> the Lady Gaga song. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's, um, <laughs> Is I do like that, unlike this is going to sound really weird, but like, um, I do think that even Beast, there are some times where you sometimes think to yourself, why is why are these people putting themselves in this situation? Certainly with Crawl, there's a for, there's a family thing. It's like, oh well, right. she's trying to help her dad, so that's totally fine. In this one. She has, there's no reason for her to think that there's going to be this shark in this like reef thing. She's going there. She's kind of getting over the death of her mom. It just so happens that there's this like dead whale with shark teeth. And it's like, oh, that's bad. And when she realizes it, she's like, I need to get out of here. But of course it's too late, you know, like, so I feel like that's a pretty good one where it's like, okay, character was not any, by any means inviting this kind of situation. She wasn't a thrill seeker. Uh, right. or anything and also she uh, was just know, trying to get away you mean like two people trying to climb a precarious tower without doing any quarter check whatsoever before going? no absolutely <laughs> it's funny because absolutely absolutely a lot of there's a lot of uh, fall fall yeah, is a fall lot idea. that fall is a lot that of like <laughs> yes it is it is very much like why would these people we're professional climbers also we didn't check the thing we're climbing up this time well it's funny because um the, the thrill seekers Aaron. the person who i took the the person who i took to the movie so the movie's starting, and then the one friend is like, we got to do this tower. It's 2000. And my, my friend next to me is like, this is exactly, this is some dumb white people shit. Exactly. I was like, yep, that's a, I was like, yep. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, uh, but oh, also Shallows, uh, 
<laughs> even though it's it's such a uh it's such a Wilson ripoff or whatever. I did like this. I like uh, Lively and the Seagull. Yeah. What's the Seagull's name? What's your name, the Seagull? It's Steven oh, Seagull. No, that's Steven. right. Steven. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. She yeah. names him Steven. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that. It's nice. Good stuff. You know? Good stuff. And that's, <laughs> yes. And that's another fun uh, last thing. It is also kind of fun to the whole like, let's put a movie star and it's basically just them and the elements or a CG shark. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. always kind of fun. You know, if, if the actor pulls it off. Yeah, smart character. She's a medical doctor, medical student, and right. she's got to do some stuff. It's got some clever, because that's Young Colette Sarah He's a hero of this podcast, apparently. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got, so there's some stylish things going on in that film that I right. appreciate, too. Yeah. As far it, as, sets, like, it sets up everything you need to know, and it gives you all the tools, and it just goes. I, I, that's what I really like about The Shallows. My, honestly, my only criticism, the reason The Shallows was not higher, is I, I do think the end is the end is silly like anaconda but the movie before it is not silly i agree with you and that's yeah. why i like seven out of ten on the show yeah, that's so why yeah it's like it's not number one but it is still quite good but yeah, yeah. so yeah. hey what's your number three arachnophobia that's Close. also my number three wow Didn't there you go arach- god i yeah. haven't seen that in forever wait what year is that How 1990 90 yeah. yeah, classic. Was... Can't watch it again. It's squeamish, funny, and disgusting all at once, but classic. Is Entirely it Frank agree. Marshall? Yeah, Frank Marshall. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow, Good forever. movie. Yeah. We talked about it extensively on this podcast, so we don't need to go over too much. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I liked. I liked. But Arachne uh, oh. is fun. That's my number three as well. Super fun. Jeff Daniels, great. Jeff Gold. Uh, Jeff. Um, Jeff. Um, John Goodman, uh, wonderful. Yeah, John Goodman. Yeah, I was <laughs> oh, gonna say John Candy for a second. No, great, no. uh, just great, uh, spider effects going on there as far as what they're doing with it. Yeah, uh, oh, wait, shoot, I just realized we're thinking of Anaconda, not Anaconda, Slither, or could I have could would Slither have worked? Of course, well, wait, Slither wait, is like, wait, a no, weird, no, wait, no, Slither is like a weird alien. No, animals. aliens. I forgot, yes, they're aliens. What do you, what, yeah. okay, what, what else would it be? What so, else would Jim's gun do? So tell me, tell me what else, what the animal in Slither could be besides aliens. What is the other thing going uh, right? uh, Biting slugs. <laughs> yeah, they're like slugs, right? Yeah, they're aliens, mm-hmm. slug things. They're, they're, they're people. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so would, so we that would not. No, count. that would not. It's that not an animal. Count. I, I <laughs> take that. No, no, you're right. All right. Well, because as soon as you said it, I was like arachnophobia. I was like, oh, that's right. There's the one with uh, Elizabeth Banks and everything. But yeah, yeah I love Slither, but that's not a cre- That's not an animal. <laughs> that's an alien. Yeah, yeah. That's a creature. That's true. Is that James Gunn? Yeah, James yeah it's, Gunn. It's he Jimmy. wrote it. He wrote it. Right? No, he directed it. He wrote and directed Slither. Yeah. Oh, he wrote. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was good. All right. Well, that, my number three is Eric Novo. Also, <laughs> uh, Peter, what's your number two? Oh, then I switch gears. Uh, the Gray. That is also my number two. Um, I remember I brought this up, and and my thing is that I remember when the Gray was coming out, there were comparisons to, um, which we'll call it the Thing. But mm-hmm. like real, because of course the thing is obviously an alien or whatever. And I really, at first, I I liked the gray, but I was sort of a little disappointed that it wasn't, I guess, as 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 thingy as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But actually, in in the later years, and I can't believe that movie's from twenty eleven. Uh, it's really grown on me, and and it's got a pretty bleak ending, uh, which I like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really, yeah, I I really thought. It- uh, I, th- I thought the gray was pretty, pretty effective. It's also my number two. All I wrote down in my notes here is a quote from Roger Ebert's review. Quote, he's in a screening room and he's watching multiple movies. Quote, after the gray was over, I watched the second film for 30 minutes and then got up and walked out of the theater. It was the first time I've ever walked out of a film because of the previous film. The way I was feeling in my gut, 
it just wouldn't have been fair to the next film. End quote. Three and a half stars. Roger Ebert. The <laughs> That's awesome. Aaron, Aaron, what's your number two? <laughs> My number two is Anaconda. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Anaconda. <laughs> they were saying something that big? Exactly. Um, Anaconda, always a creature feature favorite of mine from the 90s. My mom and I saw it in theaters. Um, had it watched it many times. It's a, it is a very watchable movie. Yeah. Um, it's well, it's it's better shot than people might think. Uh, because they, for one thing, the wrong location, mm-hmm. kind of because they use the L.A. Botanical Gardens, I believe, for like most of it. <laughs> so I mean, that's they've, they've got some, but good it's well, stuff there. It's handled well. I like the characters; they're fun. You got Owen Wilson being like, "Come on, guys, we got to tide with John." <laughs> I forgot that. You um, you know, big snakes, fun, fun stuff. Danny Trejo mm-hmm. with no facial hair, really weird um it's 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 got all this good stuff in it big big fan of anaconda there you go uh all right uh peter what's your number one? Oh, crawl there you um go. There you we go. we've already discussed i've re- I well, give me your two cents man no crawl i've really pretty much everything you've said about it and I, I it's one of the like anaconda i would say it's almost like my new anaconda in the sense that anaconda i've watched a lot years ago and crawl i've watched that thing a lot i've probably seen it half a dozen times like i'm surprised how many times I've seen if it. i owned it i probably would also have watched it that many yeah. times but it's coming it's finally coming to 4k it's so like an hour yeah, yeah, 29 minutes it's very short yeah. and i will say i'll say this i think it's the only movie on my list with barry pepper that uh <laughs> you know, with actually a good, good barry pepper performance it's the only one good barry it, it's sort of, i will say it's sort of with respect to the actress man i really like kaya's scaladario scaladario yeah but man, she was really miscast in that terrible Resident Evil movie. Because I was like, I was like, oh, oh it's the right. from Crawl. That's yeah. gonna be great. And that was that's terrible. the reason. <laughs> no, it's probably not her fault. But um, but I will say this: the one thing I will add is that it's the only movie on my list where I think that they do a good job of if if this whole conversation is very much about like man versus animal type of thing. I like that her character is very much the whole apex predator thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, she's trying to get her confidence back as a swimmer. And it's kind of interesting that it's like, oh, and it's literally a character and how much can she hold her breath? How much, how fast can she swim? Especially compared to a killer alligator. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of nice that that works into the story. I don't think the other movies do that. I could be wrong. Yeah, but it's almost as if I they're like building it. a character as you're watching the right. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, right, it's great. Right. It's wild. it's effective. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah. There's a rise, fall, and redemption? What? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing you could have said, Alamo, just to watch RRR again. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Abe, what is your number one? Guys, hear me out. Just follow me with this. My number one. No country for old men. Aaron, why? Because man is the cruelest animal. <laughs> No country. For, I'm not changing it. No country for old men. Just, just right, right in the face of all of us with this premise. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I was like, I dig your your um island dogs pick, <laughs> which had animals. <laughs> and is I, an I, animal. I like where you. I, I I appreciate what you're going for. <laughs> Might have been tongue in cheek, but hey, let's I know what you're it. saying. I did not see it coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Aaron. We we've talked about this extensively. Aaron, what's your number one? My number one's the gray. 
Uh, I okay. love the gray. The gray is fantastic. One of the best movies of that year. One of the best movies of the decade yeah. uh, in the list of hundred that I put together. Uh, I think Liam Neeson is as good as he's ever been in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fantastic. Joe Carnahan's directions just incredibly well. It like, I, I like Joe Carnahan in general. Um, and this is just like, yeah, get, this is like what he could like the stuff that I got from narc is what I get from this movie. He's yeah. just knocking it out with something like the gray, great supporting cast. Uh, there's some wonderful tension involving the nature of it all. Yeah. Like even besides the wolves, which is one thing, just the the you know the environment that they're facing down and right. the way that we lose various characters. Um, I just really appreciate. I, I, I don't think, think it, any of us have gotten over the guy drowning. Yeah, Dallas Roberts drowning in the water. That's like, a, like an, l- in, an inch an above inch, his face. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just, so like hard. Yeah, uh, every time. But Do you want yeah. me to read the quote from Ebert again? <laughs> You're good. Yeah, but it's a good quote. But good movie. Good movie. Big fan of the gray. Um, we did it. I, yeah, I don't need to go through all these honorable mentions, but I toyed with putting Beethoven on the list. Um, <laughs> isn't isn't uh uh who's the dad in there? Charles Grodin. Yeah, Charles Grodin. Yeah, I mean he's that's great. a man versus beast. He's there against each other. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Can I say my honorable mention, please? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man, yeah, okay. I, I throw yeah. that down. Documentary, yeah, yeah, I think that that's. I mean, it's more, it's more like a twist uh, ending, <laughs> right? It's pretty yes. tough, yeah. Um, but I thought that, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's really terrific. Are you? Uh, do you I like? Guess, I, guess, I guess the thing I'm very interested in with my list. I mean, I guess not really with, <laughs> probably not really with uh, Anaconda, but <laughs> but I, I like the notion of like how you are against an animal and the animal being the animal. Like, I yeah. think that's what really interested me about that list. For sure. And I do, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, it it sets up a certain perception that plagues certain animals when you look at things like the gray and how people want to, like, regard wolves and how they would act in certain mm-hmm. scenarios or what have you. And, it, yeah, there, there's a, there are movies that know how to make that justification. There are movies that sidestep it. There are movies that just make it too outlandish to consider to begin with. And it's a neat thing to observe you know, in different movies as far as what they choose to do with it. And some do it better than others. I I can appreciate what you're saying about beast in that regard, as far as you felt bad for this thing, because it's doing, you know, it, it, it's being presented in a way where is this the villain question mark, as opposed to, well, clearly we know why it's doing this, but like, I feel bad for the thing. It's like, I get that. I get where that comes mm-hmm. from. Peter, well, are you? With, yeah. Well, with, with the gray, because again, I have not seen this in a long time. And when I was doing the write-up, I was like, I hope I'm remembering this right. In the gray, they get in a situation where they're sort of being hunted by the wolves. But I feel like a lot of the deaths are their own doing. Is that my right? I th- there's I only think it's real. Is it? There's it, only like there's only like one or two wolf deaths. In yeah, that I was movie. gonna say like it, it's actually just more that they're they're in survival and the wolves are around them. Yeah, except so, of course, I mean, yeah. technically the end obviously is. Well, you gotta stay for the end. Yeah, they stay for the end. The end. The end. The credits. The end, correct. Right, but I mean, I guess. No, so, I, no, no, Peter. We're saying we're saying after the credits. The, there's, a, there's a definitive take on, right. on what happens. No, no, that's what. I, oh no, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But are we saying? Are we saying that? the gray because you you love it are you saying it's really more about people's pers- it's it's their own fear of the wolves or the wolves pack and it's essentially that's what does the are you saying are you saying that's sort of what again it's playing a gun no it's it's a, a, i mean i wouldn't say it does it in animals just, is that what you're saying like it's not that's not what the fear doesn't 
outdo the men in that regard necessarily, but it's certainly not, you know, it's not helping that they're being stalked by wolves. Like it's not making the situation right, similar. Right. Well, yeah. like, so it's a lot of it's just like, it's the elements in one scenario yeah. or a couple Some scenarios. Some people have been injured from the plane crash. You yeah. know, it's true. A lot. One, so one it, guy just gives up. I mean, it's like, I mean, he falls asleep. No, no, no. One guy. No, it's what's his name? Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, it's yeah, what, yeah. it's what's his name? Uh, it's Rum, um, it's a uh, Rumelow. Uh, Frank. Yeah, uh, it's a it's, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, Grillo. Grillo Frank like, Grillo. Yeah, actor he, guy. He yeah. just he just stops. <laughs> he's just like, hey you man. Know what? He came to the realization, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, he actually has a really nice line. He's like, look, look at this view. It's beautiful. And yeah, he's like, like he's is... like Billy in Predator, except a little, <laughs> except a little more, uh, he doesn't asshole. he doesn't put a scar on his chest and yeah, he doesn't cut himself first and just scream. Peter, are you a Burning Bright fan? I don't know what that is. I feel that's weird. the one. We'll that's, save it. That's the, it. It has it has um. A, it's it's a young woman and her little brother in a house versus a tiger. But the I'm surprised you don't know this movie. It's the star of Step Up to the Streets. Wait, it's Brianna Evigan? Yeah, she's the star. <laughs> I. No, I don't. Yeah, what year is this? Well, it's, it's got to like, be earlier in her career. That is it? No, like it's not. It's later. It's after Step Up Two. I want to say 2013-ish. Hmm. Something like that. It's got Garrett Burning, Dill- Burning Bright. Burning Bright. It's got Garrett Dillahunt. 2010. That's close. Garrett Dillahunt. Wow. Yeah. Wait, Bright is in Bright B-R- B-R-I-G-H-T? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Burning, the Netflix movie. Burn- <laughs> yeah, Burning Bright. Yeah. Oh, no. Tell me more. I've never heard of it. It's uh, it's a young woman. She has. Oh, that's right. She has an autistic brother, and they're stuck in a house during a, tor- or during a hurricane. And there's a ravenous tiger inside the house with them. There's a reason as to why, um, but that's that's the basic premise. She has to survive being in this house of a tiger. Yep, I just found it. It's on Amazon. Oh, I'm set up, I'm set up for the night. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty solid. It, it's you know, 20, for... 2010. Yeah, three years after Step Up Two. Yeah. So you like it? You think it's pretty? I think pretty it's pretty good. solid for what it you know for a movie like that. Yeah, I think it does the job. Oh, all right. I, it's funny because Garrett, because it involves a tiger and Garrett Dillahunt in it, and Garrett Dillahunt got killed by a zombie who's tiger. Garrett Dillahunt, it, it's saying he's, he's a he's a Fear the he Walking Dead. Like, yeah, he usually wears like cowboy hats, and he's a cop. You just complained about him, and where the crawdad sings, <laughs> he's the dad. Oh, I like that actor. Yeah, he's oh, great. He's good. I'm a big oh, fan. No, actor. I'm thinking Garrett Dillahunt is. Because you're saying it's a little brother. I'm thinking it's her little brother. No, I'm okay, comma. No, yeah, but, but my I saw it because in our Army of the Dead from last year, he gets killed by a zombie tiger, and then there's Burning Bright, a movie about him using a tiger. It's a it's all connected. Uh, but anyway. Interesting. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. We've done this. We've done our top five. Uh, man vs. Beast films. Very cool. Glad we already able to put that together. And the show's not even over because we still have a what? What time is it? Aaron, it's like it's time. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, what time? What? What time is it exactly here? I need you to tell me what time is it right now. Nine fifty-seven p.m. Okay, good. <laughs> Sunday. All right. So what time is it? It's time for a quick game here. Little known fact: that's actually how tigers and lions actually roar, but you know they evolved over time. Oh my. <laughs> guys i've got a game for you this week cool it's called i'm gonna get you sucker it's a wade this brothers is... game <laughs> yeah exactly uh this is a multiple choice game so uh-huh. each of you will get a turn to go first in this i'm going to name a title of a movie i'm going to give you multiple choices 
of what is the main animal that they have to defeat in this movie. Okay. So all you have to do is choose one of the multiple choice options. That's and you guys need them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. First one here. Peter, because you are the guest, you got to go first. Uh, black water. A, are they facing off against crocodiles? B, alligators. C, eels. D, panthers. Or E, none of the above. I think it's eels. That is incorrect. Darn it. Aaron for the steel. Do you need the answers again? <laughs> the movie's Blackwater. Blackwater. I'm going to say E because isn't it a killer whale documentary? That is incorrect. Okay. What's the answer? This is a movie that is based on true events in the Af- in the Australian outback. It's crocodiles. Okay. Yeah. So uh, nobody gets that point. I guess I do. Aaron, you get this next question. You got to get uh, go first. Man eater. Mm-hmm. Is it A, lions, B, bears, C, wolves, D, a pack of wild dogs, or E, none of the above? Man-eater. Man-eater. Which one is that? Um, what was the, Sorry, what was the letters? <laughs> letters are uh, A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. A is lions, B, bears. C, wolves, D, a pack of wild dogs, or E, none of the above. Because I thought it was like a shark. <laughs> so like, I, I think E, none of the above. E is correct. Okay. <laughs> right. Maneater is about a tiger <laughs> going after him. They're, mul- they're probably multiple maneaters. It seems like a pretty yeah, universal are, title. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I could give you a year as well. It's still um, E, so that's good to know. It is E, yeah. <laughs> Peter, you get to go first in the next one. Silent Predators. Is it A, Rattlesnakes, B, King Cobras, C, Boa Constrictors, D, Pythons, or E, none of the above? Silent Predators. Python? That is incorrect. Well, because the other one, Rattlesnake, makes a noise. That's yeah, that's my logic here. Like, all snakes make a noise. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think. Aaron? Is this like a trick? Is it um what are the other so we rattlesnakes, cobras, boas, what's the other one? Python, which is incorrect, or E, none of the above. Boa is one of them? Boa constrictor is one of them. Is boas and pythons? Um, I'll say boas then. That is incorrect. It is rattlesnakes. That's not a that's the low that's the loudest of snakes. <laughs> Silent Predators, a small town deals with an invasion of rattlesnakes, 1999. Well, I'm going to ride into the studio. (laughs) (laughs) And you get a girl person this next one here. Back Country. Oh, I know this. I've heard of this movie. What are the options? Do you you want to just pre-guess? No, I want you to tell me the options. I've heard of this movie. (laughs) A, Razorback Hogs. B, Rattlesnakes. C, Wolves. D bears, E none of the above. What is it called? Backcountry. Backcountry. One word. What's the first one? Razorback hogs. I don't think it's that. So killer, killer razorback hogs. I mean, I know like three movies of razorback hogs, and none of them is backcountry. Um, I'm gonna say bear. That is correct. Bear. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Finger guns. (laughs) (laughs) Peter, you got to go first on this next one here. Blood surf. Is it A, sharks, B, killer whales, C, alligators, D, crocodiles, or E, none of the above? Blood surf. Shark? I'm gonna go with, I mean, I don't can't imagine whale. Uh shark. That is incorrect. Oh, come on. Aaron, for the steal? <laughs> I've got nothing right. So what are, what are the other options? You have sharks, killer whales, alligators, crocodiles, or none of the above. Blood surf. A killer whale? That is incorrect. It's crocodile. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, surfing my crocodiles? All right. I know. There's a <laughs> lot of crocodile films here. Aaron, uh, this next one here. Night of the Lepus. Oh, go on. Yeah. A, lion. B, tiger. C, panther. D, rabbit. Or E, none of the above. It's a rabbit. It is a rabbit. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, <laughs> not the lepus. <laughs> Peter, you got to go first on this next one here. It happened at Lakewood Manor. <laughs> a crocodile B alligator C ants D spiders or E none of the above it happened at Lakewood Manor wait it's spider what were the two insects spiders or ants spiders yeah. or ants yes uh, I'm just gonna go with ants. That is correct. Holy God! Oh my God! <laughs> the movie. <laughs> this right. movie got live die repeated because later they changed the movie to the title to just ants. <laughs> uh, but it's it, it's originally called "It Happened at Liquid Manor." Aaron, you get to go first. In this I love one. that you used that you played a trick. <laughs> I was so concerned <laughs> what you were doing. Uh, uh, Aaron, you get to go first on this next one here. Blood Beach. A. Sharks, B, killer whales, C, giant worms, D, stingrays, or E, none of the above. There should be a stingray movie. That'd be cool. Um, it ha- was it sharks? No, sorry. Blood- what's the what's the title of the oh, movie? Blood Beach. Blood Beach. I'm gonna say killer whale this time. That's incorrect. Damn it, <laughs> Peter for the steal. It can't just be orca. Blood Beach. <laughs> sharks. Killer whales, which is not correct. Giant worms, stingrays, or none of the above. Sharks. That is incorrect. It's giant worms. Giant worms. I mean, I should have went with that because it's just the <laughs> obvious standout. But goddamn it. <laughs> uh, a couple more here. Uh, Aaron, you get a or Aaron, did you go first in Blood Beach? Yes. Yes. So Peter, you get to go first in this next one here. Frozen, not to be uh, confused with the Disney Pixar Disney animated film. Uh, this is 2010 Frozen. A, polar bears. B, wolves. C, grizzly bears. D, coyotes. Or E, none of the above. It's coyotes. That is incorrect. It's wolves. Or wolves. It's yeah, like, Peter, you should have said. Yeah, because I've, yeah. I've seen Frozen. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, it's it's a I'm like, it's like a dog or something. Yeah. Yes. It's a good, yeah. good trickery from the game master. Frozen's good. Yeah, last one here, Aaron. Uh, you got to go first. Rogue. Is it a crocodiles? B alligators. <laughs> C eels. Uh, it, it's crocodile, right? 
It is crocodiles. Yeah. Yes, I, it's like yeah. it's, it's it's. I know it's, I know it was a gator <laughs> or not. You know what? Like <laughs> trying one, to trick you there. I know it was one of those, uh, was, but it's like it's Australia, so yeah, it's gonna be crocodiles. <laughs> crocodiles. Yeah, that, this is uh, another outback movie. Yes, uh, guys, you did it. You made it to the end of. I'm gonna get you, sucker, Aaron. You won that game uh, quite handily. But Peter, thank you for playing. Um, and uh, don't forget, Frozen Wolves. Yes, Frozen Wolves. Exactly. Hey, hey, good game, Abe. You're I like Frozen. Um, Frozen's solid. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Who is yeah. that? Adam something? Adam Beach? <laughs> um, Adam Green. Yeah, he does a lot of horror stuff. Oh, interesting. He did okay. the ha- he did the Hatchet movies, at least one of them. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was in the research. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, thanks, Abe. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Let's move on now. Let's get to some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash out now. <laughs> yeah, Facebook.com slash out now podcast. As a number of questions, the listeners, they gave us some answers, and then we got a question this week as well. Great. First question here. Uh, feel free to answer after the uh, I'm done here. What are your favorite films that pit man against beast? Scott writes The Ghost in the Darkness. That's two lions. Uh, and King Kong. Chris has Lake Placid and Boar. Sorry, I prefer to Razorback. Boo. <laughs> Mark Hoffmeyer has Deep Blue Sea, of course, obviously. Uh, Michael Lee has Jurassic Park. Uh, and Philip has Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We've 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 compiled a, a top five from each of us uh, around this as well. Yeah. But we've talking in general, uh, King Kong is my answer. Okay, yeah. Uh the the most recent one. Yeah, got it. And I mean, take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. All right. All right. Uh what are what are some great films about a parent trying to protect their family? Uh, Chris has A Quiet Place. Jason has a few I thought of. Searching, Aliens, City of Lost Children, The Impossible, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, Happy, the TV show, and Taken. And Philip writes, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Hmm. Yeah. Are you cussing at me? Were you a cuss? (laughs) Uh, Parents protecting their family? Hmm. Poltergeist came to mind. I was like, no, I was like, Poltergeist is actually a really good answer, actually. So I can smell her. It's a scary moment. <laughs> uh, Peter, anything from you? Parents protecting their family? I mean, technically, that's what Relic is. Um, there you but, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Poltergeist is a pretty good one. I, I like that somebody said aliens. Although, technically, mm-hmm. aliens is more like a surrogate family, right? Yeah, well, they know well, what they're the, going the for. Queen, yeah. Alien Queen, I was going to say Queen Alien. Alien Queen is uh, certainly... <laughs> oh, that's true. The Queen, I was yeah, not thinking She's making alien. sure that her eggs are all... You, you are know, right. I was... Double meaning. Hey, oh. I was being yeah. a humanist. I was only thinking of humans. Like, uh, you son of a bitch. And, that, and, and, and yeah, that's and, why they won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and quiet, yeah. And Quiet Place is absolutely that. Like, for sure. Like, yeah. That makes sense. You should have taken those batteries out and given his kid the, the rocket ship. Yeah, it just oh, makes yeah. sense. What an idiot. <laughs> The next question here. His big stupid nose. <laughs> <laughs> you can't here. have this toy that I can take the battery out of. Uh, what are some memorable animal-related injuries seen in movies? Chris has the Revenant, the bear attack. Uh, Philip has Jaws eating Quint. Animal-related injuries seen in movies. Um, I mean, there's some good ones, but uh, like Deep Blue Sea, like Seven Scars Guard gets, they go to town on him in that movie. Like they, <laughs> they bite off his arm, and then they take down his helicopter, and then smash him against the glass underwater. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. 
Um, let's see other animal related injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the dinosaurs do a lot of good work on some of these people in those Jurassic. Films. They do, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially against the uh, Gennaro, the the lawyer. Yeah, I think this was Gennaro. I think this was exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Any any animal related injuries? I can't. I'm trying to think of. I'm like. I saw cats. I, I, I saw cats eat somebody's face in a horror movie once. It was great. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what did you just say? You saw what? I saw cats eat somebody's face in a horror movie. I would that was say train spotting. The upcoming um, 4K Shout Factory cat people. That one guy gets his arm ripped off. Right. Ooh. That's pretty horrible. That does right? sound pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, am I right? I think that's what it is. It's. I like mean, it's cat- not good. Yeah. It's like they're, are they trying to feed the cat or something? Oh no! And then it's He's like, trying to be nice, yeah. and then they rip off his arm. Or maybe God, I haven't seen cat people in forever. But it, the cat is the cat's in the zoo, but it's really not the cat, right? It's really is it Malcolm McDowell or Rowdy McDowell? It's one of the. McDowell. It's Ro- It's Rowdy McDowell. It's really Rowdy McDowell, and I think because Natasha Kinski is in the scene, we don't need to spoil all cat out. people here. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's been out for a um, while. But yeah, yeah, I think it rips the guys. I, I think I remember seeing that as a kid, and it was pretty like that really affected me. Like, oh my god, it ripped his arm off. Like, let's see. there's a let's see, Tom Hooper's cats really hurt a lot of people. So that, I mean, that, a lot of injuries there. Yikes. Uh, next question we have here: What are, what movie role should Idris Elba be taking next? Uh, Scott writes, I wish James Bond. Chris has a dark horror thriller or a good old British gangster comedy. Yes, he has been in Rock and Roll and 28 Weeks Later, but I want more. Yeah. Uh, Philip writes, strong protagonist. I don't like when he's a villain or seeing him get manhandled by Nick Cage. Hmm. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> I know. Um, What role should you be taking next? I mean, he's going to be playing a giant genie. Um. But I think that it'd be great if he was in a, um, whatchamacallit, like, uh, you know how um, all the actors, all the tough guys, they, they do family movies? He should totally be like a, a babysitter. I'm like scouring my mind right now to think if he's done that at this point. Yeah, I was like, you know, he probably has maybe like in TV, he has like a, a lot of TV credits from, from the UK, but uh, yeah, babysitter. Adventures of Babysitting Part 3. I mean, he's Knuckles, of course. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about you guys? I mean, I would like to see him. I, I like him. Strangely, it's the only movie I can think of, even though it's not a great movie. But I kind of like, I would like to see a, a maybe a, a good version in the dark. Because in, in the dark tower... Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy, right? But like, no, I, he's not. He's not. He's the gunslinger. Oh no, he, he's Ma- the, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is the bad guy. Yeah, selling Lincoln commercials. Oh my god, I forgot Matthew McConaughey. He's, he's the that. fucking gunslinger. He's the hero of the movie. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, suggesting uh, the kid give him bullets. Oh wait, wait. Okay, wait. Then what I'm saying already happened. Oh, but I would like to see more of it. Which was, I like the idea of Idris as like a fa- a surrogate father. That's so. You're saying that's what he is in Dark Tower. You're I mean, saying there's... that you want him to be cast as Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And we're, and we're back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. Yes, I wasn't thinking that, but yeah. Uh, but I think he's good. I think he would be good in a role like that. Um, but I, although I wouldn't mind him in like, 
like a comedy with a big director or something like that could be pretty funny. He was go. Knuckles. <laughs> uh, yes, I did not see Sonic 2, but you are right. He's going to be in Sonic 3 as well. He's in uh, Thor Ragnarok with comedy superstar Taika Waititi. I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> As the, well, most like, as the most hilarious character, the guy well, no, protecting, but I was the guy protecting like, Asgard. Yeah. I guess I think he'd be good. He'd be good in like Knives Out or something like that's yeah, what I was thinking. That'd be fun. Johnson like thing. Yeah. Uh, wait, actually, wait. Maybe he is. is he in the sequel because there's a sequel. I don't know. Right? He is not in Glass Onion. No. Oh. Okay. What a what a name. I mean, you know, it's not. It, there will be more Benoit Blanc mysteries. I'm sure he'll right. eventually make his way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give him, give him an, a, give him a cool uh, a wig too. Uh, the next one here. Who are some great movie tour guides? Todd Libanel has Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There's no basement in the Alamo. Um, I also <laughs> like the question that they ask him uh, when he wakes up uh, about what he remembers. Uh, Philip has Willy Wonka and Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Charlie and the Chocolate or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sorry, Willy Wonka, Charlie, and that factory. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, all those. All yeah. those. Uh, Mark Hoffmeyer has Phil Hartman in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Uh, and Stefan, Stefan, Stephen, Stefan, 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 Barbie in Toy Story 2. That's actually a really good tour guide. Phil Hartman in So I Married is a great answer. Yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> Movie tour guides. Um, uh, Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA. <laughs> He's a great tour guide. Um, I think I don't know. We've na- I think we've nailed the ones that I go for for this yeah. category. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, last question here. What animal would you be the most f- would be the most frightening if it was stalking and chasing after you? Uh, Chris writes a beaver or a were rabbit from mm. Wallace and Gromit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yancey Burns, friend of the show, has man. <laughs> no country for old men. There yeah. you go. Thank you, Yancey. And Jeff has the Edgar bug from Men in Black. That's a That's a good answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of Jeff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You're just that's what I I'm saying. To, you're like, saying the Ed, you're saying Edgar Vincent D'Onofrio was coming after you. Yeah, like, oh the, no, it's in, Vincent D'Onofrio. In the Edgar suit. Yeah. Or just Vincent D'Onofrio. Like you don't want him coming after you. <laughs> no, no. Like he's probably really friendly, but if he was if he was mad at you, I feel like he'd probably take you. Yeah, he's like six five. Like, yeah. He's got a tall drink of water. I tend to fear I tend to fear like water things like sharks and stuff but yeah. honestly honestly the thing that would freak me out the most and uh, again going back to my going back to my youth uh like it's not gonna be cat people though that freaking uh, <laughs> uh the uh is is it eg marshall in the cockroach creep show thing is that Ooh, Marshall? yeah that gross that, <laughs> that is like terrifying to me. like that, he that tra- sounds trapped gross. in this weird clean room and then bugs that's yeah that's terrifying Oof. now i'm grossed out like i see <laughs> I, I i sleep next to a tarantula so like i'm not really concerned with this oh you've got you got personal protection that yeah exactly yeah. that um I, you know, speaking of like water things, like I hate jellyfish. Like I hate being in the water, yeah, minding yeah. my own business. And then like a big old jellyfish is next to you. It's like, ah, oh, how'd this happen? And it, cause it's all messy, right? Yeah. It's not just like a thing that you can just point in a different direction. It's like, oh, it's got these arms and they sting you and whatnot. You, know, yeah, you think it's a plastic bag and you're like, man, we got to stop littering. And then all of a sudden it stings you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You're morally conflicted about the whole scenario. <laughs> <You're> morally <laughs> conflicted. <laughs> 
we got to make a jellyfish horror movie. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 like the thought is, well, it's a jellyfish, so it's only in the water. It can't, it's not like it's going to get me now. Wrong, sir. I worry about jellyfish. It's like, oh no. What if it's like in the toilet all of a sudden? Or what if it's in the pool? How'd it get there? I don't care. It's suddenly a problem. What if it flies? What if it's floating into my room at night? I don't know what to think. So yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want jellyfish. You, to be. you, you clearly have been traumatized by jellyfish. I just don't want to be in a scenario where I have to be like, oh no, it's either me or him, and it's a jellyfish. It's like, how do I fight that? I can't punch it. Like, mm -hmm. what am I gonna do? You gotta, top, you gotta drag it out and throw it in the sun and make it dry out. And, well, that's the, I mean, if it's found a way to like float after me in my own home, I don't know what to do. If, if, if just simply dragging it out is gonna be what is this? The nope thing. monster could be. I don't know. It's jellyfish. They seem like an alien. <laughs> I will say that or an alien um, than a lion. I will say to. Yeah. To bring it back to my my favorite movie of yeah. uh, this week or whatever, I will say the TV vultures films? in Fall were pretty creepy. Yeah, those are real uh, bastards. Oh, those okay. vultures in that movie because yeah. <laughs> because vultures are always real bastards, and basically one of the character has has a flesh wound, and so if she falls asleep, it's mm -hmm. like oh, the vulture it's over God. for her. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty like that's pretty unsettling. Getting being being awake and something's picking at you that really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's um, such a trouble, trouble, trouble movie where it's like they're on top of a tower and if they fall asleep, they might fall off. Also, there's a bird coming after them. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> you know, you know, the only uh, good vultures in movies, the Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to a question that uh, is for us. Philip asks everybody here today. What's an older film you would like to see get more attention and appreciation? I mean, any number of films that I watch at a given time choose, that, are, choose one. that are older. Uh, like what's even older like old like i think give me, give well, me like the 90s year. are 30 years ago so uh -huh. let's go 90s and, and earlier earlier pre pre-2000 that like i want to see get more attention yeah peter you anything want, like, coming up offhand for you for me oh. i think it's uh best of the best <laughs> fuck off Aaron <laughs> 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 roberts kickboxer <laughs> philip Reed from fresno california come on I don't know. I feel like I feel like, and this is probably just a symptom of my of my age, but I feel like movies that I've I have. I mean, it's a long running joke with Aaron and I that I always <laughs> say are like underdogs and stuff. They actually have their own. Like the Step Up movies have an audience. Hackers has a lot of people that like Hacker, but like for the longest, when Hackers came out, that was not a hit, and it was kind of a joke. And now it's a thing that people are like, oh, it's yeah, a cult. It's a cult movie. It is. But I was like, I don't know. But you know. wish on first run that it got it got the love. Yeah, what would it's not that old though. <laughs> like, Hackers is like 90... No, Hackers is 95. Abe clearly he... said 90 and before. Like what? Oh, I didn't hear him before. No, I, I said pre-2000. So I'm gonna I'm gonna said like... 90s. Don't be lying at me, man. <laughs> the 90s is encompassing of the 90s. Uh I don't Hackers. Know. Hmm. It would be something that like like my mind goes to things where like they certainly like they're praised, but it's like are they as praised as like the Godfathers? I think of like the conversation, and it's like that you yeah, know the conversation with Gene Hackman with Gene Hackman, and it's like yeah, it's obviously it was the best picture nominee. Like it has its share of like <laughs> it has its status, but it's like it's not sure. one that comes up in conversation in mm -hmm. uh, in the same you know at the same level as other films or like sure. Rafifi is like my, my favorite heist movie, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic international drama heist noir, but it's like, who's talking about Rafifi when you can talk about fucking oceans 11 or whatever. So it's like, that's the, the original kind of oceans like, 11. No, cause that movie sucks, but okay. they're no, the remake. Oceans 11. Got it. Yeah. So oh, I got one. Oh, it's nineties again though. No hit it. Uh, uh hot sucker proxy. That's, that's a good count? answer. 
I mean, do people ever pick that as a favorite Coen Brothers movie? They I mean, do like, now. I in the think same way some they, people do. The yeah, same way they champion hackers now, they champion Hunt Sucker right. Proxy now. Yeah, because it's like, like you know, misunderstood uh, greatness. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's it's actually uh, a really, <laughs> it's a funny premise about what happens to him, but also I really like the the um, uh, Paul Newman performance in it. Wait, did you guys see? I'm sure you saw Aaron. Did you see Patrick Willem's whole thing about it? Yeah, I did. I did that, not. That, so the big hula hoop montages was actually, I guess, directed. That sequence was done by Sam Raimi. Uh, pretty interesting. Oh, I thought that was like, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. I can't believe I can't think of something. You thought but of like, two things. Like, yeah, but I mean, even then, he's right. It's like, yeah, those have found like the conversation. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's obviously well respected. But it's mm-hmm. like, do people really talk about? It? I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh... Um. Hmm. I mean, Philip. I'm. I guess I'm gonna go into my databanks here, and I'll I'll, I'll name a movie that my brother really likes, which <laughs> I I haven't seen very much of, but I know that it was like generational for him. It's this French movie called La Boom. Uh. Oh. Okay. You should watch that movie because it's about it's a coming of age movie in in France, and my brother grew up in France, uh, and so it was. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I remember watching it with him and I, I guess I have to go back and revisit it, but you know, if it meant that much to him, then I'm, I'm sure that means watch a lot of, a lot of the people that grew up in like the seventies and eighties um, as well. Has he seen the sequel? No. Is, is La Boom 2 still booming? La, La Bo- <laughs> it is called La Boom 2. I wish it was called still booming. <laughs> uh-huh. What is, what is uh, the sequel called? It's just called La Boom it's, 2. Ta- it's just called La Boom 2. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But there you go. There, there's one that not a people, a lot, not a lot of people have heard of. Uh, that's a good. Unless you're a I like that. That's a good file. That is like obscure. That's oh. for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And that's going to bring us to the end of this surprisingly long episode about now there. <laughs> you can find all my work on my personal <laughs> blog, thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I also write for Leave Entertainment for movie reviews, Why So Blue for Blu-ray and Criterion reviews, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more friends up over my Instagram, abe.mua, uh, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Uncle Martin, we proud. <laughs> Peter Paris, where can people find more of you online? Hi, right for uh, we live Enter- uh, we live entertainment and whysoblue.com and my uh, my socials is pajamo. You can find all the other episodes about now there on iTunes, audio from Spotify and Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HSWD. Feel free to email us at notpodcast@gmail.com. Right on our Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, or is it uh, yeah out underscore podcast or twitter.com slash out underscore podcast as well, and our Instagram page Instagram com slash out now underscore podcast and yeah leave us itunes reviews and catch up with our commentaries and all that uh peter thank you very much for joining us this thank week. you peter yeah thanks so much guys i always have fun thank you for sure next week we go from one elbow to another because we're talking three thousand years of longing uh but that's gonna do it for this week's show so until next time so long and goodbye